Hello and welcome to the Melomancy Podcast. In today's episode, we're going to talk about the correlation of the dip of NFT prices for sales and Disney's credibility and why they are the same. My name is Dylan. <laughs> My name is Victim. I'm Rick. Or Skuma. Oh, didn't I do it backwards? Oh. Fuck. <laughs> and once again, this is totally canon because I'm Sarge. Right, right. So uh, <laughs> the, the, the correlation... The joke is the correlation between Disney and NFTs, uh, uh, Disney's credibility and NFTs, that they're both in the hole. Right? Yeah, well, I mean, if <laughs> I, I just took it Disney, as you meant Disney uh, is an NFT, and that would have explained a lot. So, yeah, mm. if we want to talk about Disney, I guess we could hit up Obi Wan real fast. Or, I, or I do want to talk show. about Obi Wan. No, I want to talk no, about Obi Wan. I'm I'm busy watching Stranger Things. You do not spoil Obi Wan for me. Here, what we'll do for you, Sarge? You can uh, mute your mute your headset. You can we'll fuck talk. off and die. He says. <laughs> the next, no, the third episode comes out tomorrow, so yeah. uh, I think it's fair game to talk about the two episodes that we have already. Yeah, um, I think it is too. I want to talk about them anyways because it's. I feel like the Believe mandated me. rule is fucking a week after the series ends. Like no. It's the or I mean, after the movie comes out. Like, actually, Sarge, you know this brings up a good point. So I, I mentioned. Well, listen, I, I mentioned this a couple episodes back with Trio Doug, where um, Netflix's schedule with releasing stuff in bulk, like they did Stranger Things, and like they previously did with uh, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, Stone Ocean, is detrimental, right? Because like, yeah, Stranger Things came out. It's a new season. I'm sure it's great. I've never seen it, uh, but whatever. Um, but you know what? Like back before JoJo was on Netflix, right? Um, they had this concept called JoJo Friday, where like they would get really hyped up about like what's happening next, discuss the current episode, watch parties. You know, like the internet was ablaze with like rumor and speculation on where uh, the JoJo anime adaptation was going, even though the written material's been around forever, right? But like that was a, a hype cycle that kept the show alive for months. Stone Ocean comes out on Netflix, everyone binge watches it. It's actually really good. No discussion. Yeah, it was brief. It, the candle burnt at both ends, and it's gone. Right. Well, that well is a big to thing. be fair, it was also released in other areas. That one's a bit different, but you're right. It did happen like that. Well, mm -hmm. the that release cycle when it's just bam, here's everything that is very detrimental to shows. Actually, uh, no, no, no. Actually, let me correct myself on that. It did release other places, but it didn't release anywhere else for Western audiences. That's right. I had to think about that for a second. But yeah, that's a uh, no. It's been long talked about uh, by people doing, you know, armchair research most likely. But there's probably real research too. As and, someone who has watched that '70s show in its entirety like six times thanks to Netflix, I feel like this argument's not good. Well, actually, uh, that shows that, that was something I was gonna. <laughs> there's something I was gonna bring up on that. There is there is evidence both ways technically. That both binging and um, like watching episodically has its benefits, right? So, like you know, there's always going to be the people who prefer one way or the other. That's that's an obvious statement. But the issue is, is that anime has always been like that for however long people have been watching it. TV's kind of gone back and forth on that a lot. Well, so for people who watch that seventy shows, it have gone back and forth on that. That too. That too. Um, Especially Netflix, actually. They've, uh, in fact, uh, there's a couple of anime this season that they're releasing episodically, but then there's some that they just released all of, right? So it's like, mm -hmm. they, I think it's the wishy washiness of it, though. Honestly, it's just like uh, well, some people 
or some or some communities, I should say, not even people, just like like for instance with JoJo, want to watch it episodically, and they're not taking that into account when they choose what they're going to release episodically and what they're going to watch bingely. Like, whatever well, the you'd call that. So all there's together a lot of it uh, that has to do with the money stuff in yeah. the background. Um, Netflix is very well known for strong arming small creators, smaller creators specifically, like the Netflix original mm-hmm. creators. Uh, they don't see a dime until the show airs and when you binge it you actually don't get them as much uh like high metrics like the metric score is a lot lower when you binge a new show versus tuning in every week that's a lot less engagement Um, even though it's technically the exact same engagement that's not how the algorithm works Mm mm-hmm all hail our Lord and Savior algorithm. <laughs> so I just I, wanted to bring this up for a very yeah. specific point is that, you know, so Sarge, we could talk about the first two episodes of the new Kenobi show. It won't ruin the show because there's so much more to it that isn't yeah. out yet. Like I could explain I, I mainly, it. I was, I was just being a little bit um, I know. facetious in my thing. Like I, I'm just wanted to be like, Hey, I haven't watched that yet. So like, yeah. as you speak of it, so uh, I, I have to give a disclaimer points. You know, so, so I guess, you know, but, uh, Kenobi spoilers just because I want to talk about it because it's topical. Right. And this might be recurring. I'm going to watch it until it's done. Like this might be a recurring thing on our show. So a little bit of background about me. One, I uh, ignored the Star Wars shirt. If you're watching, I was about to say right? a giant Star Wars nerd in a Star Wars shirt. Is that right? No th- disclaimer. Star Wars is a guilty pleasure emphasis on the guilty i have been awakened and i know it's not as good as people make it out to be it's not a fucking like gold nugget of perfect science fiction it's actually very kind of vapid and kind of like not very deep right um and when you try to like hold it on a pedestal or analyze it super deeply um you kind of look like an idiot right uh i i watch it to turn my brain off because big laser go pew pew lightsaber swish right like it's fun right kids love it I watched it as a kid and I loved it. My kids love it, right? It's fun for everyone, but it's not deep. It's not that deep. If you want deep sci-fi, watch Dune, right? Read the books. Like most of Star Wars is ripped off of Dune anyway, right? Like, like, oh no, the main character's name is a character from the Bible and there is a desert planet and there's like a lizard guy on a dais and there's like, uh, like Alia and Leia is just one letter different. Like the, the, the similarities go on. I think like, um, are you it's trying to tell me history thing. repeats itself, Dylan? <laughs> I'm telling you, George Lucas is a fraud uh, who made yeah, a very, very on, entertaining hold on, hold kids on. show. No, 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 no. We're talking in canon right now. Are you telling us history repeats itself, Dylan? <laughs> Canonically, this happened a long, long time ago in a galaxy far away. And yes, <laughs> I believe also in the future in a galaxy far away. So, well, part of my joke was that uh, in double layer there because Dune is mirroring biblical stuff, right? Right. Among other Dude things. a lot of things. And uh, that, yeah, they're both, they're both fantasy. And it's hard to, like, Star Wars, especially as it is, would not at all exist. Um, they did a comic, probably Dark, Dark Horse published a comic five years ago now that was based on George Lucas's original uh We'll call it script, to be polite. Oh, where the main uh, character was named Mace Windu? No, it was uh, <laughs> Luke Starkiller. Oh, even better. <laughs> oh, yeah. yes. We were talking about this the other night. I remember. Yeah, we were. And it was a wildly different story. Uh, oh, nothing. It, it, was yeah. it original? I mean, as original as anything can be. 
Right. So my point is, is I, I just want to give this disclaimer that um, I grew up watching Star Wars. I, I think it's fun and great, but it's not that deep. Please do not assume that I think it's deep. And I think people who try to analyze it like it is deep are cringe because they are. <laughs> so this Kenobi I, I think show. overanalyzing anything, honestly, kind of runs, in, runs uh, the risk of being that. So I want to I want to give a certain level of props to Star Wars. Um, because for what the reason a lot of people, <laughs> a lot of the older people, put mm-hmm. it to such a pedestal height is because it kind of cemented certain tropes, and also as teenagers and whatnot, they went and the Vader thing was like big to them unless they spoke german but we're not going to talk about that anyway. I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say they cemented tropes so much as they made them I, and this isn't me trying popularized, to dig right? it popularized i was gonna yeah. say they kind of clicheified some things by yeah. by pushing yeah. them and then <laughs> because it became popular everyone wanted it they also new. um george lucas was really had a real hard on for special effects and he i think the special effects in both the original trilogy and the prequel trilogy were like the first of their kind right um, yeah, and it did a lot yeah. for better or worse. To be fair, that, that that's something that both no. it and Star Trek uh, mm-hmm. can basically hold over people's heads. Mm-hmm. Now they, the prequel, they brought a lot of shit into existence because of the, the way prequels they and everything. I definitely think there was a lot more thought given to it, and there was like analyzation of that. Not as cringe. Like if you're analyzing the oh, original yeah. trilogy, you're wrong. I, um, I think what I think what Dylan means is the new stuff is also i think totally fair game i think the problem with the prequels is that um a lot of it went over everyone's head uh because the the actual plot was actually kind of interesting like the way you know you know the big bad like manipulated both sides of this really bloody war and all the bullshit that happened and then all of the um all the extra shit brought on by the tv show and how it all like ties up together really neatly like that is actually like a very coherent story and a lot of it if you only watch the three movies, it kind of goes over your head, right? Um, but, like, so, yeah, if you want to, like, break it down to somebody who never thought of it in that light, sure, that's cool, right? But, like, Star Wars as an entire franchise is not that deep. Right? Look, I subscribe <laughs> to the Darth Jar Jar feel theory, uh, and the yeah. fact that he wasn't um, revealed as such you know what's in funny, the Sarge? So, newest movies pisses me off. So, in the Kenobi show, right? In the first episode of the Kenobi show, they have this like this like eight minute recap that like recaps all three prequel movies, right? With like scenes from them spliced together with a a, a, a narrator, yeah. right? Yeah. And the only time the Sith are mentioned in this like montage is a scene, is the the funeral scene where you see Jar Jar, right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they knew see? what they were doing. They knew oh, what they were doing. They, yeah, that's that's the thing. And instead of uh, Ray being a Palpatine. No, even let Ray be a Palpatine. I don't give a shit. That part I do not care about. The sequels really aren't uh, coherent. Like the the only way yeah. the sequels make sense is if you read the novelizations, uh, which is just a giant apology for the movies not being right. <laughs> oh my god, they're Yoko Taro, right? Yeah. Uh, no, I I, I should have like I don't care I don't if that, but... she's a Palpatine or not. Like in fact. It kind of makes sense to a certain degree if she is right. Well, but listen, the, the big bad should have been Darth Jar Jar. God damn it! Right, and sure, I think the okay. problem like there there's so many problems with the sequels, and there are entire like fucking YouTube channels and podcasts dedicated to shitting on the sequels, and I don't want to become that. It's very easy to shit on the sequels because they're not good movies. 
I, they're entertaining. I saw them all in the theater. I happily paid to go see them in the theater. I've seen them all at least twice, you know, after the theater, right? Um, but, like, it's very clear that they, like, changed their mind halfway through, whereas the prequels is very meticulously plotted out, right? And it's like, if they had just stuck with one plan, maybe if they planned all three movies ahead of time, like, it would have been better. Like, even if they kept the outcome of the final movie, like, if that's really what they wanted to do, they could have just, like, hinted at it the two movies prior, and it would have been fine, right? Yeah, somehow Palpatine returned. Somehow, anyways, that's so cringy. Like that's awful. Uh, but anyway, so the Kenobi show, right? Um, as a big fan of the prequels, uh, obviously I was very excited for this show. Um, and you know, I was uh, so actually before I, I go, Rick, did you see it at all? Or yeah, did, I'm good to go. Did you see the episodes, or did you just hear about oh, it? Oh, no, um, I. I piece them together. You piece them together. Uh, okay. Yes. Uh, yes. Uh. <laughs> so there's there's a lot to complain about. Uh, but you know, having also watched the book of Boba Fett, the previous Star Wars show right before this one, um, it's off to a much better start. I will say. I that. mean, it. Yeah, it's <laughs> focused on its main character so far. Yeah. We're gonna see episode three and four if it maintains that. Yeah, we'll see. So I think um, the Kenobi show is okay. Like so far, the two, the first two episodes I saw, they're okay. The only things that people complain about are kind of nitpicky. So, uh, a quick synopsis so we could talk about it, right? First episode, you know, it's ten years since Order sixty six. Obi wan he's you know his lightsaber's buried in the ground somewhere. He's he's got his new name. He's doing his thing, right? Not really being a Jedi anymore. A Jedi comes to Tatooine to to run, and the Inquisitors introduced in a different show where they were much more interesting. Um, and also video games, I guess. Uh, you know, they're following this guy here. Um, what a coincidence, right? And the inevitable death of this random unnamed Jedi is what kind of springs Kenobi into, like, being a little bit more of a badass. Um, but he's still really stubborn and doesn't want to leave. It's not until the end of the first episode when um, the Alderaan guy, right, uh, the Senator Bale, he shows up and he's like, hey, uh, Leia got kidnapped by the, um, the, the, the bassist from Red Hot Chili Peppers. You need to go get her. Uh, <laughs> and he's like, okay. <laughs> he digs up his yeah, lightsaber and he goes, I know. So you can you can make a comparison in looks, but you don't know the name of <laughs> Flea. His name right. is Flea. Sorry. I wouldn't know. I don't give a shit what any musician's <laughs> name is. I care what their band's name is. Right. So Fair. I can search them. Mm-hmm. And find out their JoJo but... reference. <laughs> That was but a part four. It was electric It's like monster. one. It's one name. I don't know. The Why would I know the name? So, because it's a weird fucking name. Why do you know Buckethead's name or Slash's name? <laughs> I mean, well, because it's not a real name, sh- right? Well, yeah, the people don't the shut up about them, right? Because uh, they're actually good. Anyways, Whoa. I'm so, just playing. Right. So I'm just playing. <laughs> let's let's get into the nitpicks though, because I think I agree with some of them, right? So. I guess the first, uh, you know, point of praise, I think, is the Grand Inquisitor. Because we saw the trailer. He didn't look right. They fixed him. Yeah, his his eyes were... Didn't, not all the way. They didn't do his head right. And funny enough, somebody pointed out in episode two or three, they have his species on the screen and their their heads are elongated. But, you know, mm-hmm. minor nitpick, ultimately, like, I think. The species that this guy is supposed to be has been on screen before in episode yeah. three. And so they, they sort of fixed him. He looks a lot better in motion than he did in the trailer and in the still images and they fix his eyes. Like, yeah, I could forgive him 
I think, because they fixed the eyes. They went a long way, and it may have been too late for them to do anything about the head shape. Yeah. So I don't think it's a big deal. I think it's a big nothing burger, because he gets stabbed in the chest by our actual antagonist, um, and he's probably out for the rest of the show. So it's a big red flag, because the guy who plays that character said on Twitter that he went out of his way to not watch Star Wars Rebels, which is peak Star Wars, by the way. Um, that TV show is goaded. And that's where that character was introduced and also shows his death, right? So he gets stabbed in the heart or whatever. He's not dead or they're breaking canon, which is unforgivable. We'll find out next episode, I guess, right? Um, but he's basically incapacitated and probably out of the show. So I think it makes sense that he didn't watch Rebels because he's only in two episodes and he gets fucking stabbed, right? Fine. Ho yeah. Hopefully he's out of the show. Or if he comes back, like it's it lines up with Rebels better. Right, because hopefully he's watched Rebels since then. Yeah, if not, I think the fans will riot because Rebels is like the best part of Star Wars, like modern Star Wars. I think um, it's definitely <laughs> up there with uh, Rogue One in terms of how quality and, mm -hmm. and the writing and characters and everything. Right. It's like what we want, and they they better not fucking ruin it. So that's cool. So you know, point of praise that they, uh, you know, they fixed his eyes and then they killed, uh, they sort of killed him like right away, which is fine. Um, and then the other two inquisitors, one's fifth brother, he's also in Rebels, I think, or there's one that looks just like him in Rebels. Yeah, he's he does. <laughs> yeah, that's where he dies too. Right. So we know he's not gonna die. He better not. Also, his actor's pretty cool. He looks the part. Looks great. Right. Yeah. And then the other character is Riva. And the, the weird thing about internet discourse about Riva is that whenever you point out some of the bullshit that her character does or all the cringy lines that she has, you're just immediately called a racist. <laughs> oh, Disney. So today, Disney came out and said that uh, if you uh, don't like her, you're a racist, basically. Right. But it's Great like Margaret Disney. I think Disney's the racist one here because they set her up for failure. This actress. Oh yeah, they told yeah. her that. Like they came out and said, "Hey, you're gonna face a lot of racism uh, for this, like, role, specifically for this role." It's like, are you sure? And it's then they, dumb. Then they make her an angry black woman on screen. Yeah, and it's like her character like is okay so far i think a lot of the complaints about her are a little nitpicky and we're only two episodes in like she can redeem herself or maybe become a more fan favorite villain like it's not also too late. most of the complaints about her have nothing to do with the care her they have everything to do with like how the fuck does she know anakin is vader right because she she drops that one on obi-wan in the second episode and it's like why would you know that so i thought about that one um i thought about that one a little bit and it's like you know in the comics, right, which I haven't read, I'll admit, right? In the yeah. comics, it's it's stated that the Inquisitors sort of exist to replace Vader if he fucks up, right? I mean, then why are they so fucking bad at it? I know, but it's like, why would they not know? Like, how, how big of a secret is that? Well, it's apparently a huge secret, like Superman mm -hmm. and Clark Kent being the same guy, level of secret. I'm just wondering, like, why would it be a secret? Like... <laughs> Well, I mean, because all the Jedi are dead, knowing that the number two guy to Palpatine was a Jedi and uh, was would be a big deal. Because hmm. Palpatine doesn't say he's a Sith. I'm just know. saying that I'm, I'm open to some elaboration on how they know, because I think that they should know, but, like, no one's ever really talked about it, right? Like, the, the death of the secret, like, obviously Luke wouldn't know, right? Like, that's a huge secret that Obi-Wan kept from him, right? Well, right. But Darth Vader does make a point to murdering people that know. I was like, going to say, yeah, I, I do think there's a uh, 
good amount of like higher ups that would know. You know? Tarkin, well, there's a huge plot point in either the Tarkin novel or Tarkin comic where Tarkin spends like most of his Imperial career putting together that Darth Vader is Anakin Skywalker. Okay, but like and that's like the number three guy in the Empire. Mm-hmm. So, so every I imagine every single fucking Jedi knows that's living, right? Like Yoda, hundred percent knows. You can't Some tell of, me, yeah. Yoda. Most of them well, probably know. I think the it, it's it's probably the wrong thing to say that they know. It's more that they have the idea. They right. they, well, have they a, know they have that Vader good... was a Jedi. Yeah, they they probably know that, and by connection, they're like, okay, where's Anakin? Maybe that's Anakin. They don't know well, it's the, Anakin. Yeah, no, they, it's have a good, they have a good that, idea. That it a is. Lot every of every Jedi that survived Order sixty six is what I'm. Unless prob- they they were at uh-huh. the temple, why would they know? Right, and also the problem with the uh, the, the surviving Jedi that we've seen post Order sixty six, most of them were Padawans when they survived, right? Mm-hmm. Um, like I can think of like three. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, or, whereas you know, weren't Jedi at all? Yeah. <laughs> and, and so it's like, well, yeah, it's no, believable. It, yeah, and it's not like they have you know the uh, whisper app for Jedi, so they can talk and be like, Anakin is Vader. Right. So uh, you can't tell me you can't tell me uh, Yoda can't like because you know he's supposed to be able to sense everything. Like, like no, he can't like sense. Ex- look. Force projection does not exist until the new movies. Right. Well, true. Technically, in Rebels, uh, Yoda does do a, like a phone call uh, with Ezra, yeah, but no, that's in a Jedi have... temple, and they're like high yeah. and shit. So like, it's not really. They're like high and shit. <laughs> no. I mean, they look. Ezra breaks the time time stream. Okay. Right. <laughs> I can't wait to see him in live action. I, I really want to see it so bad. I expect he's going to be in the Ahsoka show. He better be, because like, well, because the Empire was still being built and everything. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, this I is think... ten years later, right? And yeah, yeah. But also, I think they he... didn't have to build the empire; they just, you know, converted right? the republic. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. they refurbished yeah. the republic into, you know, Anakin's okay. new but, empire. But, but then... there's still there's still people who, like the the gophers, as it were, for the emperor, right? Like it, there had to have been a hierarchy other than just like, look at me, I'm all powerful, you know? Like, I mean, there is a hierarchy. You, you I don't think it's very clear. Coup. Like, it's, you yeah. know, and they still yeah. had a Senate. Like, the Senate didn't dissolve until the Death Star was built in the first movie. So, yeah, <laughs> but, I mean, there, there had to have been something established as they were refurbishing the Republic. So, I don't right? want to stay on Star Wars for too long. Let me get back to my point. So, the Kenobi show came out, right? Um, yes. And it was, for the most part, okay. It's really not bad. Book of Boba Fett started off way more rough. Didn't really recover to, in some people's minds. Like, the, like... The Book of Boba Fett show kind of sucked, right? It was mid. It was absolutely 100% mid. This which, is... Uh... Which one is that? <laughs> no, no, seriously. The one oh, about Boba Fett. So the Star you know, Wars... The one after The Mandalorian. So Star after Wars... Mandalorian? Okay. Star yeah. Wars made a bunch of live-action shows, Mandalorian Season 1 and 2. Then they made The Book of Boba Fett, which is sort of Mandalorian Season 3. Like, it, you're supposed to watch them in that order, right? Because one sets up the other. Um, yep. And then Kenobi show... Nothing sets up the Kenobi show, just the movies. So you can at any time watch that. And then um, Mandalorian Season 3 will come soon. And then the Ahsoka show as well. Uh, but to watch the Ahsoka show, you need to see Rebels because it's a sequel I to was going to say, I, <laughs> I want to see the Ahsoka show. Have you seen Rebels? I'm going to lie and say yes. It's I've, seen, I've seen bits and pieces. 
so Ahsoka has like a D&D like party with her, right? And they're all in the Rebels show. You need to watch Rebels to understand who the fuck these people are, right? Yep. <laughs> she's not it's not uh, a solo act, right? <laughs> like she's got like a a pilot and like a, gu a crazy gunner lady and all these other like colorful characters. I assume she's got uh what's her, Sabine with her. Yeah, she's already been cast. Like we already know what human plays that character. Okay, cool. So um and there was like is she like an android lady? No. No, Sabine is uh, a Mandalorian. Uh, very oh, sorry, I was making a joke for Rick. He didn't oh. watch it. I don't know what uh, we, we 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 played a space D and D game not too long ago. <laughs> I mean, how long ago was that? Like two years uh, now? No, I think less, still less than a year. Almost. I was living at Dylan's house at the time, so like two years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Long yeah, fucking time ago. Been, yeah. <laughs> Uh, the pandemic screwed with everybody's sense of time. Yeah. That's uh, anyway, so let's very, very true. Let's, wrap, let's wrap up this Kenobi business, right? So I'd like to say that, you know, the Book of Boba Fett was absolutely mid. Uh, Kenobi, so far, not mid. It's not necessarily great. It's really nice to see Ewan McGregor as Obi-Wan. And yeah. he definitely fits the part and everything looks right. Uh, the things that people complain about are nitpicks at best. Like they complain about child Leia, this 10-year-old actress lady. Who, who's doing her best because she's 10. Yeah, and it's fine. Uh, the only weird part about her performance was the was fucking Flea from Red Hot Chili Peppers and his goons, like, unable to catch up to her in a foot chase. That's a little weird. <laughs> hey, she was using the force still. Uh -huh. So it sounds more like director bullshit than it is like actor that, bullshit. Well, that chase was too long. <laughs> yeah, what they're going to do, well, what they're probably going to do is seed uh, Leia using the force in the Kenobi show sometime. Or something. Uh, all they need to do is seed the fact that she would know his name and would want to call on him in a time of help to set yep. up episode four. Because yep. it, it, I always wondered, like, why? Why does she know who that guy is? Well, now this, this show will me. tell you. Like, they they yeah. meet for the first time in this show. That's yeah. That's and cool. Ewan McGregor is doing a great job of like broken cog uh, veteran. Like, oh, it, mm -hmm. I. Sorry, my brain. I was like, call on him in episode four. What the fuck are you talking about? Oh, my only hope. Yeah. Like, yeah. so, so yeah. back to Riva that the, the only other thing people complain about is Riva. And it's like, yeah. some of it's a little warranted. Like her line delivery is a little weird. Right. Cause here's the weird thing. Right. So she's an inquisitor. Right. But she pals around with this other inquisitor from the other show and the grand inquisitor who's supposed to be the guy in charge of the whole inquisitor team. Right. They're like team rocket, I guess. Right. <laughs> um, I mean, they're about as competent. Yeah. So, so Riva has a different way of doing things. She's more aggressive, and her colleagues keep giving her shit for it. Like the first scene, uh, they're trying to catch the Jedi in this pub in Tatooine, and and they're just like threatening people, but it's not working. And she's like, "Watch!" And she like throws a knife at the bartender, and the 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 good-hearted Jedi like stops the knife, and she's like, "There he is." That was really fucking effective. Or they they're interrogating some people in a crowd. She starts cutting hands off. Right. Yeah. It's like and I can buy this. She's that's sick. great. <laughs> that's fucking great. More of this, please. But like her colleagues give her shit Obi for it. Yeah. But like it. But like screaming at Obi-Wan as uh, he's getting away. That mm -hmm. was weird. Like the way that they had her deliver that line. Yeah. And then really weird. The second episode when they're on the, the fucking cyberpunk planet. Right. Um, they. um the the inquisitor the grand inquisitor guy and you know their friend uh show up and it's like okay you went out of line you did all this bullshit you actually managed to get convince obi-wan kenobi to come to this planet where we can trap him i'm mad at you for that i'm gonna go capture him now and take credit for all the stuff you just did that i scolded you for it's like the fuck 
is going on here, right? Hold on. Yeah, that, that just sounds, that, another, well, that just sounds like middle management. Yeah. Well, but the problem is, is this is not the Grand <laughs> Inquisitor we know. Right, because he didn't watch fucking Rebels, and he doesn't know. He's not intimidating, you know? Yeah. No, in Rebels, uh, the Grand Inquisitor was, he's the kind of guy that just, from the hero's perspective, knows everything. And haunts you in your fucking dreams, right? Yeah. <laughs> Whereas this guy is like fucking Team Rocket. <laughs> yeah, no. You, him getting stabbed is just like I, par for the course with how awful he was do, being. Yeah, like, I, and I'm glad she fucking stabbed him. He kind of deserved it, right? And so it's like it's weird because she, uh, so this Riva chick goes out of her way, um, gets the job done, gets scolded for it, and then like her colleagues turn around and do the same shit. It's not consistent, right? And right. it's not that actress's fault. It just fucking looks weird. And then right, it, a lot of it is the direction and the right. writing. And then the parkour, the rooftop parkour was real fucking strange. I have accepted in my heart that Disney Star Wars involves lots of unnecessary flipping, right? Well, it's like watching a Marvel movie. <laughs> yeah. Disney Star Wars, it you know, the flipping and stuff in Disney Star Wars is the jump cuts in Marvel. Like, yeah, uh, I think the most infamous one is Black Widow throwing a punch in the opening of uh, uh, Civil War. And there are like five or six cuts between the time Scarlett Johansson cocks her arm back and hit connects with the goo. It's just gross. Yeah, it is. <sighs> yeah, it's the same kind of bullshit I complain about with the animation, honestly. Mm. Yeah, it, Film it, and it, animation it, are honestly just two different fucking sides of a coin when it comes to this shit. And I, mm -hmm. I, don't, know, I don't know why they think, like, you got all this budget Cut back on your special effects and just train your fucking actors. Or, or you know what? Better yet, hire people, uh, stunt people that know what the fuck they're doing. Like, that's how you get it. Well, do. right. And it's a lot easier to touch up stunt doubles to make sure that they look like the actors now than yeah, it, it ever ha was. Oh. Yeah, instead of just using camera tricks that we all look at and we all kind of scoff a little bit. Even if you still love the movie, you look at that and you think that's still cheap. Yeah. Or you can obviously tell that that, you know, man riding the motorcycle with our leads a woman driving away. So yeah. what I'm going to do is, you know, in the, the coming Kenobi episodes, I'm going to count the number of unnecessary flips because it seems to be a problem with like the book of Boba flip Fett. Counter. Yeah, because like she does this like really awkward front flip as she's doing parkour in the in the cyberpunk world. Uh, that they were at and then in the book of boba fett there was the the fucking techno people and they doing all their unnecessary spins and then in the same episode like fucking mando does that same kind of spin but it looks way less awkward but like they both didn't need to do that it's like why uh, why is there so much yeah, spinning? The, <laughs> was it actually they did this too with uh the animated finnick i didn't i don't recall if they did this too badly with her in the live action but uh, in uh, animated Finnick, I'm super echoey for somebody. Um, but uh, yeah, the live action Finnick, she did, or the sorry, the Bad Batch Finnick, she was doing mm -hmm. a lot of uh, flips and stuff when she was somehow. Oh no, my camera somehow beating, uh, you know, Cat Cat Bane in right. every encounter. Somehow, so Kenobi show like again. Don't think it's. I don't think some of the criticism is like really warranted because it's like very very nitpicky. But at the same time, some of it's kind of valid. But Disney is like having this really hard stance where it's like any criticism is fucking racism, you asshole. Like it's like, what do you mean by this Disney? Yeah. That's fucking stupid. Um, and they were warming it up. They they've been warming up that. 
Mm-hmm. And they've got a pretty good Rotten Tomatoes rating. They're like 70s. Yeah. It's almost like they knew they were setting this actress up for failure, warning her ahead of oh, time absolutely. that this was going to happen because they knew. <laughs> yeah. I. They're just trying to get, you know, a free pass on criticism of their it, show. It's just, it just what happens, honestly, when, I mean, obviously Modern Landscape, there's a lot of, a lot of arguments being made about that. But it, it's just what happens when you try to keep something alive for too long. Mm-hmm. And, and this is the first time we get to actually see this tangibly because Star Wars has gone on way too long. Star Trek, even, which mm-hmm. is not has, hasn't had any, any real issues. Actually, like you, it's still gone on yeah. way too long. <laughs> you bring well, it up. I mean, it has. It has, but not not quite to this level. As so I'm not too in touch with the recent Star Trek happenings. However, I know there's a lot of people who watched old Star Trek that absolutely appall new Star Trek. Um, the car, both the car, well, well yeah. actually all three of the current, but it's for different reasons, lower decks and mm-hmm. uh, uh, whatever the new darker Star Trek was. It I also doesn't that help that, you know, Patrick Stewart doesn't like John Luke Picard, the character, and he only came yeah. back for money and he kind of regrets it. And it shows. I in mean, his acting. He, I think he was fine with John Luke Picard back then. But uh, he definitely doesn't want, like this Jean-Luc Picard. It'd be like, it's like Mark Hamill and Luke Skywalker. He doesn't yeah. like modern Luke Skywalker. Mm-hmm. That Luke Skywalker is terrible. Or Harrison Ford and Han Solo. He doesn't like any Han Solo. Yeah, that's fair. But he sure did like the, the you know. The payday, I'm sure. Yeah, he did. Let's talk and about something else. he liked banging Carrie Fisher. Ha! <laughs> All right, boys, let's talk about something else. I actually came prepared uh, with a little, a little script. I want to talk about value for value, and I want to keep it brief so that way it fits in a nice little clip that I could share on Twitter, so bear with me. I'm going to try to get through this in 140 seconds. <clears throat> so, where do I fucking start? I have It's not like a perfect script. I just have a bunch of bullet points I'm going to talk through really quickly. So, so I've noticed this trend where a lot of podcasting is being centralized around YouTube and Spotify, where... Like they try to control like the ad revenue, like the, the the YouTube process is like, you know, they want to do mid rolls and end rolls and people will try to sell you like ball shavers and hair cream. Right. And Spotify is getting in on this, too. So I've noticed that a lot of my modern, like popular podcasts that get like lots of viewers and a lot of bullshit. Right. Like uh, they're on YouTube, they're on Spotify, they're doing all these things. It kind of resembles content creation on YouTube. And I think content creation on YouTube is exploitative, right? Um, Cause I don't want the, the ball, the ball shavers and hair cream salesmen to control what I am allowed to say. Right. Um, <laughs> I don't want to shave my balls. Well, don't worry. Right. The, so uh, ball shavers probably aren't going to care that much. Dylan. I know. Uh, they won't. <laughs> so that's why I've been reading into a lot of this value for value stuff and podcasting 2.0. You may notice that the Melomancy podcast has been hooked up. Uh, to a value for value lightning node. So if you're using a modern podcasting app, newpodcastapps.com, if you want to check them out, um, you can get a modern podcasting app. You can watch our show. You can load your wallet with some Satoshis and you can stream sats to us or you can do a boostagram. And a boostagram is actually a really cool way of people interacting with our show. Uh, We got a boostagram for our last episode. It was just three words, penis, penis, penis. But fuck, that was cool. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's our that's our first dollar on the win. Like, yeah, we should frame penis, it. Penis, penis, I, penis. That's what I said. We should frame that. And it's like that's super cool. And I don't have to show people. I don't have to sell people ball shavers because you could just send me satoshis. A value for value system is actually super positive, right? 
And I think it would, it would work in a lot of scenarios in other industries because it's like it sucks when, you know, your favorite YouTuber has to sh- sell you fucking ball cream to, to fucking make ends meet and put food on the table. Why can't they just get paid? Right. <laughs> um, and so with a value for value system, you have this decentralized way of basically giving value back to the things that give you value. That's why it's called that. Right. Like if you find our show entertaining, if you like what we have to say, if you just enjoy putting us on in the background while whatever you do while you watch or and listen to our show, um, feel free to give a kickback. And if you want to do a boostagram or a boost, as some people call them, like we'll read them out on the show. Um, in the future, I'm probably going to move our host from SoundCloud to something else that supports this ecosystem. So you can get things like PodPing, where your modern podcasting app will tell you when and where we're live. So maybe we could get some boosts live. And, you know, it's very similar to a, a super chat on YouTube if you've done those, right? Same idea, but instead of a middleman taking like 25 to 30% of the cut, right? It's um, whatever you give us and we keep it, right? Like there's no need for middlemen. Middlemen is just a path for censorship, right? Like with a value for value system and a host that uh, isn't evil, right? Uh, we can basically make our show about whatever we want and no sponsor will ever tell us what we can and can't do. Right. That's why, you know, I think it really applies to video games because I think there's a lot of bloggers out there, you know, or journalists, as they call themselves, that will just take straight bribes from people. Like, when's the last time you really trusted an IGN review? Right. Oh, Uh, I think I was still a teenager. Right. We should talk Uh, about that one later. IGN just had a fuck you. Yeah. So, Dylan, once again, (laughs) for those in the back, where can we find this new thing? So first, and I have a, a funny story about that, too. So. First, you need to go to newpodcastapps.com to get yourself a modern app. I recommend Fountain because it's really easy to make clips, but there's some other really good ones like Breeze and uh, like CurioCaster and Podverse. There's a bunch of them, right? They're all good. Try them all, right? I'm currently using Fountain. I love it. So newpodcastapps.com just lays them all out for you. And then what you need to do, and I'll tell you a story, right? So a Satoshi is a 100,000th of a Bitcoin, right? So... Obviously, Bitcoin is scary. I don't invest in any crypto. I'm just, I'm not into that. Um, I know a lot about how it works just because I took a cryptography class, right? Uh, but I actually don't hold any crypto at all. Um, and I don't mind it or nothing. I mean, unless you count 10 grand, but that was a joke currency. Um, so with uh, Satoshi being a really, really tiny fraction of a Bitcoin and Bitcoin being, well, Bitcoin, it's actually really easy to get your hands on it. So I did everything the fucking wrong way the first time. Because I didn't know what I was doing, right? So I set all this up. I got our podcast, like, lightning enabled. And we started getting some Satoshis from some listeners, right? Which, with the episode splits, went to us, right? Um, I think the boost that we got came in after I set the split for Sarge to get a cut, unfortunately. So he didn't have any. Um, but, like, I, I, got, I, got a little bit of, I got a little bit of sats from just our content right to start with. So I was able to play with the features. I was able to boost other people. I was able to stream sats to the shows I like. Uh, I was like, I want more, right? And so I, I open a Coinbase account and I buy some Bitcoin. And then I'm like, okay, how do I turn it into Satoshis? It turns out you can't, it's the same thing. Um, all I needed to do was transfer it to my Lightning wallet, which is on my phone. I used uh, Wallet of Satoshi, it's an app on the Play Store. Um, and it was way more complicated than it needed to be. And I'm not doing it that way again because I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. Right. So I bought $50 worth of Bitcoin and it was a sunk cost. I'm like, I'm going to, I'm going to spend this on 
boosting my favorite podcasts and giving back value. Huh? Hookers and blow. Right. It's a, it's a payment, not an investment. I didn't buy $50 in Bitcoin to invest. I bought $50 in Bitcoin to fund my wallet to go, you know, spend on the, uh, all the podcasts I like. So turns out cash app lets you do this too. And it's like way fucking fewer steps and everybody has cash app, right? Or most people have Cash App. It's actually way more Speak fucking for convenient. Speak yourself, American. All right. You don't have that. Wow, you don't have anything. Damn. Cash App and Venmo are both American only. Wow. So if you're American. I had to explain to my dad what Venmo was the other night. We were watching a TV show, and he's like, Venmo? He's like, that's got to be like a subway credit system. I'm like, no, no. Yeah, it's, just, it's, just a, ex- it's just a cash sending app. Yeah. <laughs> So, Congratulations. I don't obviously it's not his fault. We live in Canada, but I just thought it was right. Funny. So I'm not sure how the fuck you're supposed to fund your wallet, but uh next time I'm gonna, you know, pull the, the slot machine lever, I'm just gonna go to Cash App and be like, okay, twenty bucks. Give me twenty bucks in Bitcoin, and then I click a couple buttons in the two apps that I have, and it goes from my Cash App it's not a wallet, whatever they call it, to the app where I do all the things, and then it's all there. So like I bought fifty dollars worth of Bitcoin a couple days ago, right? And in Satoshi's, that's like like 200, 300,000, right? And so when I listen to podcasts, I'm streaming like 20 sats a minute. It's like a little thing you can set. It's optional. You don't have to do this, right? But like, let's say you want to stream Satoshi's to the people you listen to. Like, let's say there's this show that you like, right? And their podcasts are about an hour long. And you say, I'm going to give you 20 Satoshi's a minute. And then it only gives it to them while it's playing. Like if you pause it, it stops, right? And it's like, so you just passively pay them for what they're doing because you have this big wallet full of like fucking arcade tokens and right uh, effectively and it's like they want these I have them I'm just gonna give them this many per minute and then uh, maybe send them a boost because you wanted to read something out on their show next time right a lot of them will be like okay last episode we got all these boosts let's read them out right and a lot of podcasters will do that and it's like really fun. Um, I've sent many boosts ever since I funded my wallet. I've been streaming sats on everything I listen to and it's, it feels good. Right. Like, I feel like I'm actually like, the fuck was that? Your cat's attacking you. I can... Oh no, there's something going on in the wall behind me. Holy yeah, there shit, is. That's loud. Oh my God. <laughs> my apologies. Um, rest in peace. So point is, uh, you know, Coinbase is one way, uh, maybe that's accessible to victim. Maybe. I don't know. Um, uh, I think, yeah, yeah, I, I have a Coinbase account. So, um, Coinbase does not I, make I it easy. I have money on it, too, funny enough. Like, I could show you how to do it, just because, like, once you do it once, Coinbase is not hard to, to make it work. But, like, okay. um, Cash App is way fucking simpler. I'm going to do that next time. Uh, but basically, get a Lightning wallet, such as Wallet of Satoshi, uh, which is the one I'm using on Android. Uh, buy some Bitcoin, load it with some Lightning, and then take your favorite podcast app. I'm using Fountain FM, and take your Lightning Wallet, and then fund your podcast app wallet, or log in with your Lightning Wallet and fucking skip that step. That's an option on some of them too, and just start tipping people. Like it feels good, and you could tip us if you'd like, or don't. I'm not your mother, but like, I'm not gonna sell you ball cream unless. But I am your daddy. <laughs> And it sucks because it's like there's a lot of YouTubers out there that will fucking sell out and and try to sell you you know fucking ball shavers and it's like it it sucks like listen we trust our audience if you need ball shavers you know how to use Google 
Right. Well, honestly, you've probably got. And you know how to use fucking honey and coupon code websites. <laughs> right. Rick, yeah, I was you were saying, saying, you know where, uh, you know where YouTube is. You know where your favorite YouTubers are. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> you don't, they don't even need to be your favorite. <laughs> yeah, it's just yeah. like it, it. rubs me the wrong way every time I see those ads. That's why. <laughs> that's why there's extensions out there that where people crowdsource like timestamp information to skip past those parts of the video, right? And it's shitty, but it's like. I really don't support these habits, right? Like, there, there's some limits here. It's not, it's not a binary, right? Let me, let me give you an example. Like, so a lot of Linux podcasters are sponsored by Linode, right? Linode is a cloud hosting company uh, where it's like super cheap and super easy to do everything. Not sponsored, by the way, but like the the audience um, and the could be. right, <laughs> like the audience of a Linux podcast and the hosts of a Linux podcast, like it absolutely makes sense that they would use that, right? Um, like that makes sense down for that. Right. But then you get like all these like YouTubers, like take Philip DeFranco, for example. Right. He also owns an advertising company that helps other YouTubers get hooked up with these ball shavers. Right. And so yeah. whenever he shills for a product, it sounds really fake. <laughs> like It's like, let me tell you why you need it's this. very formulaic. Like imagine him in his movie theater mansion house telling you about why you need Vessi shoes or why, or why you need fucking um, like this subscription cereal box. That'll give you diarrhea. I, I know because I tried. Wait, like, Magic Spoon gives diarrhea. It gave me diarrhea and made all my kids Damn sick. It. Yeah. I was, was going to say that sounded uh, too good to be true. It was it too was good to be true. true. It was too good to be Damn true. It. I can't. Wait, wait, wait. I heard Vessi shoes and then spinning and you somehow got diarrhea. Don't. S- what? Were you not listening? <laughs> Did you not? Cereal. I, yeah, I may have missed something. Did you fall asleep <laughs> in the middle of uh, the sentence? Yeah, the ADHD in my brain was like, Vessi shoes. Do, 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 do. I, I made a whole song. Anyway. Um, the point is, is that yeah. like I want to be genuine to you all, all of our listeners, right? It's like when I recommend something, it's not because they sponsored me. It's because I actually tried it and it was fucking great. Like I'm not going to tell you that Bad Rats is a good game. I might gift it to you, though. Yeah. <laughs> as a joke see i've always <laughs> been i've always been like that too it's like if, if someone wanted to like wanted a sponsor like let's say like an indie company i've had indie companies way back in the past making like little shit dinky games on steam that no one's gonna buy because they're just nobodies mm-hmm. um that's not me throwing shade i'm just trying to you know paint the picture <laughs> no triple a developer wants a victim to play their game on twitch not yet at least mm-hmm. um but anyway, yeah, they'll come to me and they'll be like, hey, hey, we want you to play our game, you know, so you get get the name out, get it to an audience. Um, and they're like, you're not allowed to say anything bad. And I'm like, nope, that's all right. It's no, like, thank you. Hell no. <laughs> bad. Nope. Like, I don't know how bad the games are because I never played them. So I, I won't try. I won't sit here and tell you that every one of them is fucking garbage. Because I, I just don't know. But the fact that I'm not allowed to say anything bad, because if the game ends up being bad, I'm not going to sit there and fucking sugarcoat it. Mm-hmm. And then just, just don't turn it into content because that's one of the things I hate about MMO Bite, the YouTuber, is like he has a lot of these shitty deals like passing by that he turns down or otherwise roasts them for, but like, he won't name them. But he'll make like a 10 minute video talking about how they almost burned him. And it's like, I, I, I'm a name them. He doesn't. Because like, what does naming them do? What, what, what harm? Like, oh, they might sue me for slander that you'll win in court. Yeah. It's like, sure, nobody likes to pay to go to court because that's expensive. Right. And most of these companies, uh, while they're in development cycles, are not making enough money to take you to court. So they're yeah. about to lose out anyways. 
Like yeah. a lot of these Korean companies are fucking working like on like tiny amounts of money, unless they're an established company. Obviously, there's you know case by case by case, but like for the most part, he wouldn't have gotten any any blowback. They just would have made a Twitter thread about how he's fucking dumb and stupid and smells like shit, and mm. that would have been it. Because yeah, it's just it's such clickbait. Whenever he makes a video like that, like he and, he and never I don't doubt them. him either. Yeah, he's otherwise a seem. I mean, he seems. I don't know who he is per- personally, obviously, but he seems to be an okay dude. Otherwise, but when yeah. he does shit like that, you're just like. Okay, so this uh, theoretical company tried to burn you and us by by extension. Um, okay, That's... I, I'll, I'm going to go accidentally buy their game now. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of why Upper Echelon is my my guy when it comes to those things. When people send him like cease and desist or whenever they burn him, he's like, "Here you go. Here's who it is. This is why they're pieces of shit." Congrats, everyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I always yeah. did appreciate that. I, I still, like, don't like him that much because... I occasionally of... watch his videos, but, man, he is certainly angry at certain people. Yeah, but he doesn't lie. And that I can appreciate that about him, right? Like, mm-hmm. we agree on a lot of shit, but there's there's some stuff that about him, like 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 Doom Eternal. Like, he made an entire video essay about why Doom Eternal uh, marauders were bad game design because he refused to learn how to beat them. Right. I think That's all fair. it was is it was different game design. It, than what it gave were me used to. it gave me Dark Souls is too hard vibes journalism. Yeah. Right. And that's just shitty. Um, I expected better of him. I guess I should say. Um, but it's like, but you know, he he misses he misses sometimes, but he when he hits he hits like it's it's okay. Yeah. Um, you know I don't want to give too much shade to him. Um, so I'm gonna open my window before I burn to death. But victim, uh, I want you to tell me about this video game called V Rising because I keep seeing it everywhere, but I don't know what the fuck it is. I, I saw that you have a copy. This is a good uh, day to talk about it, right? A lot of us a lot of us have it, and it probably is not the greatest day to talk about it, unfortunately. Oh, really? No, so, well, no it's a fair thing to talk about it today. Yeah, it is. Honestly, I, I think it, panic it, we, we have the good eyes. and the bad and the ugly now. I think that's that's the issue. Yeah. Right? So I'll, I'll, I'll start out. I'll go through this in like a regular line. We'll, we'll start out with like the good... Let's start with, like, what kind of game is this? What's it about? So, and what's your experience with it so far? I don't know how who we all dragged through Battle Right, or if you've played Bloodline Champions in the past. These are two relative. Well, I mean, Battle Right's relatively new. I think it's, like, five or six years old now. But Bloodline Champions is, like, 10, 12 years old. It's old. They're, they're old games, honestly. Like, League of Legends old. Like, I think Bloodline Champions was out around the time League of Legends was out. Um, and what it was is it was the crossbreed between MOBAs, if you will, like mm-hmm. League of Legends, Dota, whatever, and World of Warcraft arenas. And those games were honestly really fun, but they were so much more complex than these other games. So people were like, well, I'm already established and wow, I'm already established in whatever MOBA I'm playing at the time. Why would I play this game? It doesn't matter how great it was. It was in a fucking overly saturated market, you, you know. And so, mm-hmm. what? So what do they do? What do they do? They decide to move on to another oversaturated market, but they succeed this time for whatever reason. Uh, so that's survival games. They're base. They basically made like a base building, base rating survival game, in maybe in the same vein as like something like Rust. Everyone likens it to Rust. Is it first person? Same... No, no. Then and, and it, it plays. So it plays like a top-down game. Um, like you know, you think about your isometric games, like your Diablo, your um, your Path of Exile, your mm-hmm. Sacred, your um, uh, I guess if League of Legends, I guess is a, a Dota, whatever. Um, but you, you know, you w- WASD to move, and it's like a twin stick shooter. 
kind of melee weapons so not much of a shooter but you get you get my point uh you get magic abilities so on and so on and so on uh rpg i'm trying to think like other ways to describe it you'd have to look look at gameplay to really know for certain i'm not Mm. gonna do justice describing it i don't think that's fair but um but it plays really well and aside from a couple of things it's balanced several fairly well too it has the same issue of progression kind of making you more powerful the more you go and you leave anyone who's under you behind right so yeah there's some issues but i think that's just the nature of anything that you does gear based anything um but it, you know, it's got a lot of good PVE, really fun, really hard bosses. Um, We're still talking about V Rising, right? Yeah, still V Rising. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. got like yeah, it's got world bosses. The PVE of it is some of the best PVE I've had from any of the isometric. Well, it's not isometric because you can move the camera, but that top yeah. down. Yeah, it's Yeah, it top down. Yeah, uh, I, I call it asymmetric because that's just I guess. People will know what I mean when I say that. I guess. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's that zoomed out Diablo style. Gotcha. But you can turn the camera like Diablo, uh, like Torchlight, like right. But this Divinity? is some of the, like, but it's not nearly Divinity, yeah. as bullet or not even bullet hell, but it's not a, nearly as saturated as say Diablo is. You're not. You're not going to hit a button and the screen's going to explode. Okay. I mean, there's yeah, a couple no. abilities that'll make the screen explode, but it won't make everything on the screen explode. Sorry, better way of right. phrasing that. It's a. Uh, yeah, You're not no, playing it's, a... It's not a fireworks show. Yeah, the PvE side of it is, I would say, one of the most balanced for, like games I've played in probably the last five years. Yeah. Like, it's very well done. Um, there are lots of nitpicky... Or not nitpicky, but small things we're kind of skipping over. Uh, because uh, it would just go over everybody's head if we started talking about like the blood types and stuff. We're not talking uh, about O-positive. Yeah. There, uh, like... I suppose there is, yeah, there's a level of balance to some things that maybe need to be tweaked around. I mean, it is still an early access <laughs> Yeah, game. the PvP is uh, the issue. That's uh, Yeah, that's where the issue, mm-hmm. uh, I think. Right, the, so at the moment, uh, servers and your, exper- your mileage may vary, but the servers are very uh, laggy at the moment. And, uh, yeah, and there are definitely some, like, uh, so skills are tied to weapon types. Um, then you've got you've got like your weapon skills, you've got your magic skills, you got your dodge, and then you have your ultimate skill. All um, they're in categories for a reason because they're separated out. Your weapon skills are entirely separate. Everything has the same cooldown in each area, which um, I disagree with because some abilities are just flat out better than others because they have the same cooldown. Um. But weapon skills have the same problem, where some weapon skills are just flat out better than others. Uh, it is what it is. It's not one of those things you really discover until you PvP. Yeah, I, th- I think the ultimate issue with the game right now, too, just in, like to kind of further the PvP method, is like mm. straight up fights feel great. It, it's got the you know to go back on their predecessors like Battle Right. They were very very well balanced games, all things considered. It's just somehow somewhere along the way they found they met they, they when they realized they wanted to do pve as a large part of the game they forgot their pvp roots i think a little bit not to mention i don't think they ever expected it to be 10 on 10 or or like a fucking giant mosh pit of players like it ends up right. being a lot of times 
Yeah, there are a lot of... Reminds me of our HeroCraft battles. Those are well, that is yeah, part of we... the issue, uh, too. Like this is, And one of the things I really don't like when it comes to the PvP balance is each like gear level is an exponential. Like, so, you like know, instead tier. of having a curve, or, yeah, you could... Oh. He dropped? Uh-oh. He exploded. Stun Stunlock Studios got to him. He was, like, mid-sentence, and it just exploded. Well, what he was explaining is, um, <laughs> basically, each tier of gear doesn't go up by the same amount, or even by, like, a relative curve. It goes up very sharp. Yeah. game since then. Yeah, no, I, I, I just finished what you were going to say, how instead of gear going up, like, in a, in a more of a predictive, additive way, it kind of just comes up in a very sharp exponential curve. Yeah. It's, um, games do this all the time, but, uh, it's not good for the, the longevity of, uh, a game with, like, free roam PvP. Uh, we've seen it a little bit, but your mileage may vary. It's a seven-day-old game. Yeah, I mean, th think about it this way. I When I would go out in PvP, you know, sometimes I'd get ganked by, like, more than I can take. Um, usually I can escape, whatever, no big deal. But the other side of that issue comes in when if I want to fight and I just want to fight the person I come across. If I come across a bunch of people who are, like, level 60 or below, 81 is the current, like, realistic cap, I'm just going to body them. There, it's not going to be a contest. I will take all six of them in our mm -hmm. six man raids or uh party server also i know so. uh open world pvp has a very special place in your in your heart vic uh i yes. remember tales of glory uh you and shret uh hiding in ghillie suits in black desert online uh, ganking people our on the video road. days were so fun man yeah like we, we hit we hit gear cap back before it, it was extended um and we would take on entire guilds together for basically the exact same thing that we're talking about here with v rising honestly mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, I guess what Rick was getting at is it, it's not like so, it's the only game that does it. It's just it is still a problem. So you're telling me if I forego touching grass, I can just body entire guilds of people? Yeah. Oh, no, see, we 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 were still touching grass. Is the funny thing? Yeah, it, extremely lucky. Yeah, uh. and also the um, yeah BDO was a different machine at the time. Now, if you started BDO today, I don't think you would ever be able to touch a thought top players no, no. even it if you take touch too much no effort. grass ever mm -hmm. <laughs> but like you know and we have a history uh with these kind of games like i we didn't play rust but rust is kind of a game that we would like for sure me, um, me and dream played it but mm -hmm. and like is it doesn't tarkov have similar vibes too like tarkov is yeah, a, a little bit tarkov's a lot different um you know that no hud uh, mm -hmm. you need to yeah yeah you need to confirm your friends because there is nothing stopping you from shooting your friends tarkov's yeah. a wildly different beast speaking of not tarkov i did want to talk about marauders yeah if not tarkov let's hear about not tarkov so it's uh, not tarkov but in space um it, it's it's oh, kind yeah. of hardcore like tarkov you know yeah low health pools bullets do lots of damage headshots instant kill kind of thing um no hud uh, but it's also kind of a battle royale in the in the vein that you've got to you've got a limited oxygen supply is how they play it. You're ah. in space, um, and you and your up to four man group are going out and salvaging um, ships or uh, sieging NPC ships. 
for just loot and stuff. And uh, you have a persistent kit based off things that you manage to bring back. Um, so that's a neat thing. Uh, because in Tarkov, for instance, you die with your gun on you, you know, your brand new Barbie doll M16 or whatever, and it's gone forever. Tragedy, yeah. Yes. Um, in this game, they, they wanted to, and I think that's because it's more of a BR kind of thing. You People die to bullshit games all the time. We mm -hmm. all have played online games. Shit happens. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's it's, just, uh, it's so I, uniquely melomancy that we would play a game like that, though, right? But Marauders is definitely on my short list. In fact, I'm waiting for the closed beta so I can tell you guys how it is as a game. Excellent. Um, yeah, I don't know when it is, but the developers for it, surprise, surprise, same people that developed Worms. Oh, really? Yes. Okay. Yes. Team 17 are the uh, developers behind this. I mean, I, I, okay. I'm long, long-term fan of Worms, even though they're very different games. <laughs> very, very different. different. It's one of the first games I played with my older son. Um, because it's easy to it understand. That. Yeah. That and Duke Nukem were my N64 games. I, for one, am just going to buy a brand new gaming rig and start playing Star Citizen. So if you guys want to do that, no. it just become space pirates. God, no. it's, it looks so good, but I know it's not real, right? Me no. too. That's what it, pisses me off. It, it, it really doesn't play creators. or look as great as it's being made out to be, unfortunately. Every time I see a TikTok of like Star Citizen, I keep sending exactly. it to, to Vic and Sarge, so, and it looks so, so quite, good, but I know it's not. Quick question on that. Is it supposed to be in some form of release now? I, I mean, it's in a alpha state of some kind, if I'm not mistaken, mm -hmm. but a playable alpha state. Yeah, uh, like the, those videos. Those videos I keep sending you are from people playing it. Like, yeah, yeah it's <laughs> a playable game. The problem is, is uh, it's like everything See, that people do. The now, problem is, it's not. <laughs> well, oh, the game that they have now is not going to be the game at release if they ever release it, because uh, one of the things that they've been floating back and forth with is persistent character death. Persistent character death, seamless uh, transitions. They're basically doing the same thing that Eve's doing, but in a much, much... Well, I say, okay, theoretically, obviously, they may never release. The game could crash and burn at any fucking moment. Mm -hmm. But if we're to talk what they've been mentioning, was they wanted a very persistent, seamless transfer between basically the three different versions of the game, and they wanted it to be like everything was super persistent. So you land your ship, you get out, gun in hand, and you gun people down. You hop back in your ship, gun it, and shoot the pirates that were waiting for you at the gate. You know what I mean? Shit like that. Mm -hmm. And that, that sounds really cool. I would love it. That's one of the reasons why I don't play Eve is because Eve isn't that. It just genuinely isn't that whatsoever. It's just, honestly, I hate to say this because I know I'm going to piss someone off somewhere, but Eve just looks like shit. Unless you're really, kind of really into the management side of that kind of game. It's just not your game. Yeah, but I tell and you what, I'm not. I'm if, into the action side of things. If you like space and you like management, there's another game for you. It's called AI Wars. Like, just play that. There you go. Yeah, it's a. It's not an MMO, but it's really fucking hard. <laughs> um, um, doesn't help yeah. that I'm also not really into space as much. Fair. So unless well, it, this... unless it didn't have the action to keep me like. Yeah. Well, if it makes you feel yeah. better about Marauders, Vic, honestly, it looks a lot like. Uh, uh, it's diesel punk, but in set in space instead of underwater oh. or something like we're used to. Yeah, no, don't get me wrong. I think that'd be great. I, I, I think Marauders actually does look really good. 
Um, yeah. I, I said space. I meant sci-fi. I, I don't know. For some reason, sci-fi just doesn't scratch the itch as much for me. Mm-hmm. But And when it does, it's like can't. weird sci-fi, like Xenoblade. <laughs> or Xenogears, right? Oh, God. I fucking love Xenogears. But like, I, other than like I mean, the... I do like me some mechs. Sure, there's going to be some weirdo space station final dungeon, but it's like, otherwise, it's totally grounded. Like, <laughs> right? It's like, it's sci-fi, but not. Yeah. Like, so, uh, on that note, um, before we move subjects, um, Victim, you pointed out to me that um, our, our old friend Kanzo is at it again and is trying to relaunch HeroCraft again. Oh, fuck. I, f- I meant to check that check that out, actually. I, I t- entirely forgot they came out on the 27th. Oh, I was going to ask you how it was. I guess you don't know. You're busy playing a better game. Oops. So, Oops. Well, in the meantime, while you're thinking about talking about it, Vic, I'm going to look up the metrics for it. All right, gotcha. Yeah, no, um, I mean, I, I think it's just one of those things that, like, we all know. I'm sure he, even he does. Kane, uh, Kane, I don't think, is that dumb. I think in, in the back of his mind, in some capacity, he knows exactly what's going to happen. And it's that nobody's going to show up and nobody's going to play. And it, he could spend some money, I, and he can get a bunch of advertisements and try to get reach the people that you know once played, right? Don't get me wrong, I, I would love it if, if it came back strong and and there were like two hundred people without, without us even coming back. Would I be excited to play again? Yeah, I'm, I'm not gonna lie to you. I, I think we all <laughs> we all can give in to nostalgia, um, and I would 100 percent give into it. So um, so what's the what's the real reality, Rick? How many people gave in to nostalgia? Okay. I assume it's got the same hero or the same. Uh, it's like the same ser- server status here. So, I think. It, yeah, website HeroCraft Online. So, MinecraftServers.org. Over the last week, they capped at six people. So, uh, in the chat, Helzik points out that their release has been pushed back to June fourth, so it actually isn't out yet. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. So Thanks, that would make sense, actually. Okay. Okay. So that's then that's, that's in line that. with what it was previous we okay, will so follow up that. on this subject next episode yeah. for sure uh, <laughs> uh but like okay no fuck it's already june jesus i know yeah, tomorrow. So i rejoined their discord um i lo- i took a peek around there there he's got people working on the game there are some new faces right like I they're think some of them are renamed faces too that too but like they're doing something right and I get it. It's like it's his niche, right? Like he built this thing that was like a big hit and made him a lot of money, right? Yeah, I mean, I don't blame I, him for grinding again. I don't blame. I want to put I want to put it into perspective a little bit. I think there really isn't anything out there that does what HeroCraft did, even yeah. to this day, and and I don't think there ever will be because it's too rough. And the only reason it even worked for HeroCraft in the first place was because Minecraft was such a great game built, and he took the a genre that because it's a mod he's allowed to take ideas from everywhere he Mm -hmm. took ideas from every mmo that he'd ever played and jammed them into minecraft and it fucking meshed super well i mean we all played it for like six seven years something like that well maybe not all of us but i think like at least the bulk of us did Mm -hmm. and it's like i I, i'm not gonna fault him for essentially and whether it was accidental or not stumbling upon something that's fucking amazing and we're yeah. never going to see it ever again because it's too hard to do. If you were to make that in its own engine or in, in another engine or whatever, it would never work. Yeah, the, the game was really bare bones. If you were to if you were to take Hero and slap it as its own standalone thing, like literally ripped it out of Minecraft, let's say somehow, mm-hmm. and slapped it as a standalone thing, people would look at it and be like, "This is fucking garbage." Because <laughs> what your spell effects are like weird sparkly effects. That's not fire. That's a goddamn 
fade us. You're <laughs> a weird sparkly effect. I and am. then we had right. to do, yeah, he had to use uh, in-game assets, yeah, sound effects yeah. from, yeah, yeah, like so. Uh, yeah. For, he he was working well with what he had, but the gameplay was what what shined through for us. Gameplay because we already yeah, accepted we we're playing be... Minecraft. Yeah, it, right. We uh, we understood that we're playing a children's Lego imitation. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I I would love to see a HeroCraft like game pop up as a standalone. Oh, something absolutely. That, something that's got like a level of building in destructive environment that comes with freeform combat where your weapon isn't tied to anything except for what the fuck you feel like using that day. Or maybe it's tied to your class. Even that, that that's still mm-hmm. perfectly fine to me, but like, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, why no one's thought to do this. Like, well, that was why for a few days, V rising really felt like kind of like going back. Yeah. That's one of those things that, you know, we talk about this several times. It doesn't always make it to the uh, podcast. Every survival but... game, is you're, you're chasing the dragon. But you never quite reach it, do you? Right. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> we're always that is... trying to get there. Yes. Like, we're all, like, every game we play, like, that's grouped up, we're trying to scratch that itch that we can't. You know, you can't ever go back home. Mm-hmm. No, yeah. Which is just unfortunate. Mm-hmm. And it sucks too because, like, even on, even on that note, how many games out there facilitate MMO levels of players? We yeah. ended up with a group of people that is MMO size, but we cannot bring that MMO group of people around to things very right. often. It's well, very that's why we that's why we really can't leave Planet Side. Yeah, yeah. Planet Side will always <laughs> stay king, just because even if I don't know, like. Uh, I guess like Helzek doesn't always really like the game. He has his niche in it, but like the vast majority of gameplay isn't his thing. Or even GTA. We managed to get GTA to come back and play, even though he fucking said he'd never play it ever again. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it, it's such an easy game to bring all your friends along. And it doesn't matter how many show up. Like for example, I love Warframe. I still play it. If more than four people show up, the fuck you gonna do? it's like we'll have one full party and then you can go fuck off like that's dumb like i have more than three friends right right planet side i'll bring all your friends there's room for friends yeah Yeah, i I think uh, i think a lot of games are are, i feel like we're in a time where people are teetering on either i need my graphics to be well enough or i'm not going to draw an audience so, you know, four-player limit, three-player limit, whatever it ends up being. Um, we, we've seen a lot of three-player limits lately. Yeah. Um, where, you know, people do that in an attempt to cut down on player size because that's an easy way to optimize. But then you you turn around and you look at, like, a game that is like, oh, we want to be an MMO. And then everyone's like, well, the game doesn't look very good. Mm-hmm. Well, right. There are it's like because games. optimization, man. Well, right, there are some games, uh, what was that one that, you know, we tried New World. New World, you could support more than, you know, five friends because you didn't have to be in a party. You just wouldn't shoot your friends when you tried shooting. Yeah, you just join the same fucking faction. Boom, easy. Um, New World almost did it. Uh, Then they, uh, you know, then then they they perverted the band. (laughs) I still still believe New World could get to a point where it's good. It's just, I think we're so far away and I'm not willing to, to pay attention to it. So unless yeah. it really hits hard and hits comes back real strong, I'm probably not even going to notice. Yeah. Uh, what was that other game? There's another game that you guys convinced me to buy. I played once. It was it had a more cartoony style. 
I think Pyromancer was one of the classes. I don't know what the game you're talking about. Oh, yes, I do. Um, that was Mike's game. Uh, yeah. What was that? Uh, or yeah, what was that MMO that Mike was super into that he made it to the Discord for it and then he uh, nuked it? Oh, Crowfall. 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 Yeah, Crowfall. Yeah, Crowfall looked really good, and you know, I downloaded it, and then I was like, eh. The worst part about Crowfall was that it wasn't. It wasn't so much that its systems were bad. It's just that there wasn't anything to do with them. Mm-hmm. Like PvPing was fine, taking shit and sieging was fun as fuck. It was great, um, but they didn't bank very well on like faction balancing. So some of the factions were just better than others. And guess what happened? Because you can freely change. Everyone just swapped the winning faction. That's everyone. My issue with New World is everybody just. Well, you can't do could. that anymore. Anymore. Or even at the time, you couldn't. You, you could only swap yeah. once. But... Yeah, but everybody just was swapping over to, and it became obnoxious. And it was like, oh, now all the PvP aspects are gone. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, it just it comes it comes with the territory, and I think I think that's kind of why I like Planet Sides. You're locked into your faction. It sucks sometimes, especially if you end up joining a faction that doesn't play the way you like. Um, and you stick with it for too long. Um, but I think that it forced balance in a way that just you were never going to see in other games. Yeah. And I, I haven't played Planet Side in a hot minute, but like I, I really should. Because <laughs> it keeps on giving and you guys are still playing it. And it's like, well, yeah. I'm gonna have to time out you on going to Planet Side. Uh, we saw this because uh, we did some uh, Planet Man's uh, a couple days ago when our V Rising server was uh, mm-hmm. dead or full, one or the other. No, oh. it was uh, lagging tall shit. Yeah, that's what it was. It was basically dead. But Planet Man's is also suffering some server problems. I'm willing to bet that the server farms are struggling at the moment in some manner across okay. the board. At least the cheap ones that you know people can afford. Yeah. Now I don't feel so bad, but uh, yeah. I just, no, I'm noticing that I'm getting pretty bad lag across the board. I just uh, I just feel online. a little bit more disconnected from our community community than before. Like I really like doing this show, but it feels like the only time I see the three of you. <laughs> well, yeah. in your defense, in your defense, Dylan, you have two children and a full time job. Yeah, it's a good point. And you have a wife who you like to see in times when you're not just with your kids or at your full-time job mm-hmm. which actually ah, i have the solution start hating irony there actually, you go that actually brings me to my next two topics so <laughs> why you should hate irony so, so uh first i i'm gonna beat us all up all right we're gonna fuck off so well you're far enough away i'm gonna have to see her again sometime <laughs> i was gonna say i'm gonna have to see her i'm, I'm in trouble she'll remember man no. she'll remember so two topics and rapid uh, first one rapid fire so uh, I've actually been replaying Final Fantasy 13. I just started again, right? Um, I'm sorry. But I liked Final Fantasy 13. Steel Guard. <laughs> so, I mean, the original Final Fantasy 13, not very good. 13-2, very good. 13-3, haven't played it. I'm playing through them all in order, ah, once again, on Games Pass. Um, Unfortunately, 13 takes the longest time to get through because it takes the longest time to become an RPG. I know. Um, luckily, all One of these f- days, I'll play it on stream. Yeah. 
Final Fantasy I'm games, sorry. though, like if you're not side questing <laughs> and taking it in, like most Final Fantasy games are a 20 to 40 hour experience, right? Like I remember I beat Final Whoa. Fantasy VII having spent way too much fucking time doing everything in just 26 hours. Like it's not that long, right? Like Final Fantasy VII Remake is like just the Midgar section and it's longer than that. Like, <laughs> um, they just games weren't as long back then, right? So besides the point, it's also Destiny's favorite. Uh, because it was her first Final Fantasy, and you know the rule, you know the first yeah, Final Fantasy. All, you never forget. Yeah. Oh, your first Final yeah, Fantasy is enough. one of your favorites. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. I, uh, you know what? That was the first Final Fantasy I owned, because uh, mm. I wandered into a midnight release of it. I was just out and about, and I saw a game. Uh, my local GameStop had a midnight release of mm. something. I was like, "Oh, what's this for?" Because there was a line. So I was like. I haven't heard of any games coming out, so mm. I need to know what's up. And I get there, and they're like, it's a Final Fantasy. It's the first one on Xbox. Or not, you know, not just on whatever right. Japanese console at the time. Because the first ones were Nintendo, but then when they did the whole split and PlayStation became a thing, they mm -hmm. were sold PlayStation. Um, and, yeah, so I uh, I did that, and I got the, the very nice hardcover strategy guide, too, Ooh. because it was beautiful. And yeah, basically giving those away. I think I paid five dollars for mine. I have the I have that same strategy guide, but it's a soft cover. It's like on my left. Um, I have yeah. a stack of books. The soft cover right here. was not as pretty as the hardcover. I will tell you that one straight up. The hardcover was like this beautiful well, ivory, and uh, then they did the uh, the logo was in that uh, like that silver that has the uh, like the blue and purple when the light hits it right. For the live viewers and the VOD, uh, the VOD watchers, I have the uh, guidebook up here on my. Website. Yeah, they did have all the important stuff in there. Don't get me wrong. Oh yeah, the hardcover one was just prettier, as all hardcovers always are. Um, yeah. But yeah, that was uh, that was how I got it. And then uh, 2015, I met Vanille in person. That's right. You went to the. Uh, well, what, what game was it for? Two. It was Payday Two. Payday Two. Yeah. Um, yeah, she voices Sydney. Um, which is, mm -hmm. she, I think she's an Irish, uh, woman in the, but anyways, yeah, I met her and she was real good natured and she did all the vanille sounds for us on uh, stage. Perfect. Sounds the best. Yes. So a little bit more show and tell while I have my, you know, my books out and my camera is I actually got them all on my desk here. They're mostly for display, right? But I got, I got the Final Fantasy eight book, which is actually in really great condition, uh, for what it is. Um, no semen stains. Good on Not you. Not at all. I got Final Fantasy XII. You know, there's probably a few well, semen lightning stains on this one. Well, lightning isn't in that game, so. Lightning's mid. <sighs> lightning is mid. Yeah. Like, Vanille is I have a thing for pink better. hair, unfortunately. Like, Vanille is definitely better. Sarah gets to be decent I mean, I don't... In, in the subsequent games. Mm -hmm. Sarah is absolute trash in the first game, though. Yeah. She's as bad as Snow. My, my problem with Lightning they is that her ass is flat. Like, it's like a fucking door like it's they do yeah really and they hide it with her birdcage dresses in yeah. the uh, other games but vanille's vanille as far as well that was in the time frame too where like uh we were just getting into that uh every woman trying to have the uh, asian waifu body mm -hmm. and uh we've gotten over that thankfully um uh, thank you black women for your okay. uh, ass superiority. to be fair i do like Pause. lightning as a character she's just not hot no <laughs> you just said Asian waifu body compared to the BBL craze. 
Mm, I would do the Asian waifu body. Uh, the Asian waifu body was a thing for a while. That's where the thigh gap originated from. Uh, yeah. It was the, It was a thing for a long while. I'm not saying that you can't have your preferences. I am a thigh guy. You know, thighology is my religion. Um, but <laughs> that's beside the point. <laughs> also, um, I also have the seven book just because I have them all out. Yeah, excellent. I'm going to put I'm these away. Have that one. And the, that one Did you know that Dylan likes book. Final Fantasy seven? Oh, man. No, Final Fantasy you. eight is Dylan's Final know? Fantasy. No, I know. Dylan gets the joke. I know. I, eight is actually my favorite because it was the first one I played. And it's the first one I played, but I don't remember anything from it. I need to replay it. I need to know if I like it or not. It's so good. It's so good. Tell me he, I, I showed like Jordan my list, my long and short list of games because I started writing them down. And he's like, oh, you can just cross that one off your list. I'm like, no, Jordan. I need to know if I like it or not. Yeah. Oh, and I got my Vita games. I got, you know, P4G hey, in the box. Go. So I was... uh. I was actually cleaning out my garage um, earlier, and I stumbled across this bad boy, <laughs> the PS Vita. Um, hey, look, we're all in it. Oh, right, yeah, look, it's all of you. <laughs> it's the victim's face. Famous. And it, I have always been famous. Don't kill yourself. <laughs> I, I, was showing, um, I was showing this to Rick and Sarge during the uh, the pre-show, so uh, reminder really to the listeners. Cup, isn't it? Fuck, Rick, why'd you have to ruin this for me? <laughs> Shaker cups are just sippy cups. Fuck. So for all the listeners out there, it's a big there, boy sippy cup. Damn it. For for all the listeners out there, if you follow me on social media or join our Discord or whatever have you, you can get notified when we go live. We go live a little bit before we start recording and we shoot shit. Uh, and I I showed my my Vita on camera. It was fun. Uh, <laughs> um, you know it's funny. The first time I saw that thing, I'm like, that thing's gonna be fucking badass. And it's got a touchscreen on the back. The fuck's that for? I'm like, woo, playing with the damn thing, and then it fucking crashes and burns like a week later. I know it was tragic. I I was so excited because I was. Study uh, the PSP though. I mean, yeah. a lot of people like to pretend like the PSP did any better, but they just cut their they they just fucking um cut the Vita early. It was yeah. doing the exact same as the PSP. Honestly, because the, the PSP was rough at first. Yeah, yeah, it really was. But it had a moment, for, but it was pretty bad same. for a while ultimate problems mm -hmm. be like there are definitely enhancers for carpal tunnel yeah They're just yeah too, too physically small even the switch is too to small to be fair though so did the fucking the ds honestly it was such a fucking yeah the, the, i hated the, DS. the lar the xl the 3ds xl was definitely a lot more comfortable well mm -hmm. using like the original ds one of the for all of our zoomers <laughs> in chat um, yeah, mine's somewhere. It, I don't know is it is so top heavy, man. It wants to lean forwards. You drop that thing, it's falling screen for for. Oh, like I have a th no yeah. way in hell it isn't. That's right. I skipped the DS. I have a 3DS somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Um, Whoa, look at this guy. Fancy. As no, fuck. no, no. It's fine. It's not. The, no, that's just when I bought it because I bought uh, one of the Poke Pokemon games and I bought. I had to have the console to play it, which was the handheld. Right. Uh, and in in fairness, when you spend enough time away from Pokemon and you buy a new Pokemon game, it's like the first game all over again because you don't know <laughs> fucking anything. Yeah. But like I remember because I was there, right, when the PSP first launched. And it was very similar to the Vita's launch. It was like, why would you want this? The DS is a thing, right? And it's like, who has a PlayStation? It's like, well, hold on. I have I one. <laughs> well, I mean, the DS wasn't going to release... Um... Mm -hmm. Fuck what's it called? Fantasy Star. There we go. 
Right. So, so you know, but a lot of those killer apps, right? Or they, Monster Hunter. Oh, actually, no, fuck, it did. That was later. That all came out later, right? Well, like, much later, but still, yeah. Like, at the at the beginning, we didn't have a whole lot for the PSP, and it was, like, a questionable investment. Like, I got it right away because my dad was in Japan at the time when it launched, right? And so he brought it back home for me, um, which was dope. I, I didn't even know he was going to do that for me, and I played the shit out of it. It was, like, yeah, my preferred too. console. Like, I was, like, I would much rather play a really good PSP game than a PS3 game. Right. And I did. That's why I put so many hours in Dissidia. Right. Uh, both of them. Yep. And I put so I, I, many I put, hours. Yeah. I put 20 bucks down on one of the skeevy asshole friends that I knew from high school. And everyone thought he was scamming me. But I'm like, you know what? It's 20 bucks. Fuck it. You know, I'm getting a Gen 1 PSP that I can hack the shit out of. Whatever. Worked perfectly fine. No issues. Perfect. Awesome. 20 bucks for a PSP. I cracked in and, and hacked the shit out of it put the monster hunter on it and we we hacked new fucking levels and monsters and mm-hmm. fucking screwed with the parameters to fuck around with shit and had a blast yeah and you can't do that with the ds right nintendo would fucking break into your window and be like stop right there citizen <laughs> you're illegally having fun <laughs> yeah how dare you yeah, like you know, someone's you know, someone could hit me with the oh, pirating games is bad, victim. You shouldn't do that. Although I don't think any of our viewers would do that, probably. But um, I, w- I, w- I was importing games, like things that I, I genuinely wasn't going to be buying anyways with my little kid money. So um, mm-hmm. fuck you, Nintendo. That's, that's going to be PSP, Let me play video games. That's going to be the episode title: Having Fun Illegally, because yeah. that is the, the most Nintendo thing I can think of. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I have a and ha- it hits Disney too. Speaking yeah. of a hacked PSP, that's what this is. Uh, this is a hacked PSP 3000 model, ooh, right? Ooh, the, ooh. It's the Kratos one, whatever. Is there a disc in here? No. Uh, but like, video games? I don't have a charger for this little yellow port here. I can probably get one on eBay or something, right? But like, if I can get a charger, yeah, e- easy, easy, get one. Look yeah. up a PS2 charger. Same deal, same one. Oh my god, they're the same. You're right. Yep, that's what I'm oh. using for mine. That's how I know. Ah. Okay, I might have to uh, take you up on that and ask you more about that because um, it's still hacked. I just don't have a charger, right? Like, yeah, fair enough. Yeah, um, and then I'm looking to. Uh, I'm probably gonna crack my Vita. Figure out how do you homebrew a Vita? What do you have to do? What are the steps? Because it's like I'm not gonna there buy is new more games. Way to do it. There is a way to do it. Mm-hmm. I just don't well, you can't anymore. With the PS3 uh, shutdown, Vita went with it. Oh shit. Yeah, so you genuinely have to hack it to get shit now. Yeah, well, I'll figure out how to do it. And I'm going to do it just because I it's it's collecting dust. I just found it, right? I'm charging it right now, yeah. uh, so we'll see. Um, Actually, funny enough, this is something we never talked about. Um, so they they went back on the PS3 servers going down. They they left them up for longer, and then now they're down again. Mm-hmm. Or at least as far as I've been told, I, I don't use my PS3. I couldn't like I can't firsthand account tell you, but um, uh-huh. my uncle was saying that it, they actually came back for really? a couple days, like uh, about a month ago, randomly. Hmm. And nobody knows what the fuck that's about. You know yeah, what else? It... There was a Vita update not long ago, like a firmware update. Yeah. Why? Yeah, that wouldn't make much know. sense. Are they going to go back on that? Because the Vita is still the newest PlayStation handheld, and it's doing fine over in Japan. Is it? So, yeah, apparently. Well, I mean, I, I, I have no first-hand account. I can't tell you for certain it is, but I've heard it is, I should say, uh, state. I mean, it's not that hard to believe, but at the same time, it's like, really? <laughs> I mean, that was always, that was the same for the PSP, though. PSP did better over in Japan than it did over here. True. Because I remember, so. like, I remember the the kids at school being like, you didn't get a DS? What's wrong with you? And it's like, 
but my games are fun. What the fuck's your problem, right? Like, like Monster I'll be Hunter, Fantasy Star. God, so many. The only thing that my DS ever got Star. used for was playing the, the games that had free multiplayer. Because that was cool. All right, I'll give Nintendo that. that mm. Fucking great idea. Um, and I used it to play Animal Crossing. I didn't give a shit about anything else. I never liked Pokemon. I, I, mm. Team building is not my thing. I don't, I don't like it. I much prefer a static party. Um, Pokemon's always lost me on that. So I literally owned a DS just because I knew my friends were going to buy games that I could play the free multiplayer with them. <laughs> that was the only reason I had a DS. And Animal Crossing, because... You know, we were big Animal Crossing fans, but I was a huge fan of Fire Emblem. Mm. Oh, you know, I could have probably tried Fire Emblem, but I never ended up getting into it until later. you would have liked it, just because I know you like Three Houses, right? And like, yeah, yeah, the DS yeah. Fire Emblem three houses more of that. Was, three Houses was probably the most mid of all the Final Fan or goddamn Fire of all the Final <laughs> Fire <laughs> Final <laughs> Emblems, <laughs> Fire Fantasies, but. No, I already knew I liked it. I, I like Langrisser, and I um, Trails in the Sky is the same kind of game, just the, with like a smaller party. So, mm-hmm. so, so the other topic, <laughs> going back a minute, more talk about irony. Rapid fire. Right? <laughs> so I mentioned. Uh, I don't even remember what the first one was. So uh, the other thing is uh, thirteen. Oh, right. Final Fantasy Thirteen. So uh, the other thing I wanted to bring up is I am starting a new show. Yes. Tell us more. I wanted to say more because I've not told anyone. Yeah, tell us more about your new show, yeah. Dylan. So I'm not going to do this show any less. Like The schedule will remain completely unchanged. I'm not quitting, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but you you know for a while I've been talking about, like, I've been itching for something more. I was thinking about doing internet radio or something oh, yes, to yeah. scratch the itch. Uh, I, I finally found um, what I want to do. It's not internet radio. It's just another podcast. It, Is it drugs? No. It's, no. Uh, oh. So I decided that I'm going to have an audio-only podcast that is mostly centered around Fediverse meta, right? What I want to do is like interview people um, like from the Fediverse, about the Fediverse, and all the different like weird stuff that only matters to people on the Fediverse because it's kind of a niche community. I mean, we're talking about thousands of servers and hundreds of thousands of people. But, you know, you compare that to Twitter and that's millions of people, right? So it's like, it it still kind of feels like a small community, even though it ain't HeroCraft, right? <laughs> uh, it's a bit bigger than that. Um, and uh, Irony, my wife, will be the co-host. So she's going to be right next to me. Uh, we're going to fix her audio setup and she nice, will co-host nice. the show with me. Um, Are you guys going nice. to talk out the same mic? No, she's going to use my old one. Um, and I'm just gonna turn the game down. We're gonna put a little cardboard thing between our desks with some sound dampening Aww. panels, and it'll be fine. It'll be fine. I need to get some of those. This yeah, no, it'll be good. It shouldn't be cardboard. You should put a piece of floor flooring board there. We'll, we'll figure it out. It's plywood. Just, just fucking layer asbestos. Be a man. <laughs> yeah. Plywood. Throw. Oh, she should still have some of those uh, uh, sounding. Oh yeah. Folks. We have a lot of that. So, yeah. 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 No. Honestly, put like if you could do like uh, something with a triangle base, mm-hmm. and uh, board in between you, and put the uh, sound foam in between it, that should work nicely. Mm-hmm. That's the plan. Um, so I suspect, even though it's a podcast about Fediverse Meta, it's probably going to become the Dylan and Irony Show, and that's fine. Mm-hmm. We are both, you know, popular users on the Fediverse with lots of followers, so I think it makes a lot of sense, right? 
uh, that, you know, some of the people that will tune in will just tune in for the two of us, right? Um, but, like, different admins of different servers and software developers and just interesting people or even just regular users that are popular. Like, for example, we had Trio Doug on our show the other day, like, a couple episodes ago. That was a lot of fun. But he also yeah. is a streamer and plays video games, so it seems appropriate to bring him on a podcast about video games, right? But, like, there's so much more I wanted to talk to him about that's just not video game related, right? And it just doesn't feel appropriate for our show. And there's many more people on the Fediverse like that uh, that are not appropriate for our, this show at all because they probably don't play video games, right? Um, How dare they? And it's like, I keep, yeah, what the hell's wrong with them? <laughs> I, I keep wanting to include more guests on our show, but the pool of guests that I have like immediate access to is like Fediverse people, right? Um, and of course, our own Melomancy community, of course. <laughs> hells in the chat is like podcast never right uh no hells I, what i'm saying is i think uh when we start talking about guests is we should have more people from like the internal like melomancy discord community right uh like yourself uh in like maybe dream um maybe we can bring jordan back right we had him on a couple episodes right can we and that's somebody i already knows yeah. <laughs> no, I'm talking about for for Melomancy, right? Like, oh, I was just making a joke. Yeah. Let, let's do that for Melomancy, and then all these like, oh my god, we get a famous podcaster and famous uh, Fediverse user, Irony Two One Two, as a guest on our show. <laughs> One oh, day, weird. My um, my camera is at least on my screen is whoa, a little little blurry. Yeah, you see it, right? It's like okay. your yeah. fingers are like. Ooh, whoa! Oh, I'm oh. not feeling so good, <laughs> Mister. I'm the, I'm the one that's drinking. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna whoa. say, oh, this guy got into the multiverse. Somehow. My man's been I'm snapped. almost there. I, I've yeah. only been drinking this one cooler. It's well, really I, it's a watermelon. Uh, like this star. is a whole 750, Vic. I'm almost done with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll put it up for the camera to see. You can I've see actually my, heard those. My ring really light in the background. This was full of Maker's Mark. Whoa, whoa, whoa! But <laughs> I don't got any money, Dylan. It spilled in the car. Don't, don't worry. worry. This don't is worry. America, and what we're currently in isn't a school. So oh. you're good. And Dylan isn't the police. So you're all <laughs> good. The, poli the police don't go into schools. Right, right. No, he's so not. we found out recently. Good God. <laughs> anyway, no. anyway. Yeah, moving on. <laughs> so two shows, right? We're going to have the Fediverse Meta Show. I, it, that name pending. I need to find a domain for it. I'm not ready to make this show yet. Like, I need to purchase a... the Metaverse. I need to purchase a... No, <laughs> we're not going to do that. Me. Never. Never, never, never. But I need to come up with a domain name, uh, something to call the show, right? Uh, I need to get a schedule of guests that want to come on the show, right? Um, and I need to think about hosting. Um, and I actually made a test like episode for a fictitious test show that has a single episode. And uh, what I'm probably going to do is I'm going to host the audio files on Odyssey where our VODs go because they do audio uploads too, right? Uh, what I did was I made like a 20-minute like little test episode, made a new channel, uploaded an audio file all the the art is the correct size and i imported the rss feed into a podcast player and it fucking worked right and so it's like ah why pay 90 dollars a year when i could do that uh however the rss feed i can't change the title so it says like the thing i called it and then on odyssey and i'm like that's not acceptable i uh i emailed their support people they might fix it we'll see uh what's prob yeah, i can't remember was that the tweet i saw where they said they liked your idea or some shit? Maybe. 
<laughs> I hope so. I'm trying to remember. I, I, I think I think I saw them respond to you. I somewhere. hope so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So basically, um, if they don't do it, if they do nothing, if it if it remains the state I found it in when I tested it the other day, right? What I will probably do is spin up some cloud hosting VMs, right? Um, the free the free kind, the kind that aren't very beefy, right? That don't cost money. They exist. Free tiers, right? Different clouds do that. Um, and what I'm going to do is I'm going to take the domain name that I buy for this new show, and I'm just going to have a subdomain, RSS dot whatever the website is, dot com, whatever, right? And it's going to be pointing to a virtual machine that hosts the RSS file. And all I'm going to do is copy-paste the one I get for free from Odyssey and change the fucking title. Like, that's going to be the only difference. I'm going to just copy-paste it every time there's a new episode just so I don't have to do the hard work. Um because that way, not a bad idea. Yeah. yeah, it's very little maintenance. Uh, I wish it was all automatic. Because if they let me fix the title and if they fix the email thing, uh, because the email for claiming the podcast is no reply. Got to be <laughs> so easy to do too. Like, On their side, to do yeah, it. yeah. Like if they fix those two things, then I won't do all that hosting shit, right? I'll because just because you can. Yeah. you can already title your own shit on there as it. Yeah, so they, all they're they appending. Enable it. Yeah. They're just well, slapping we'll, we'll on Odyssey imagine, at the end, really. and it's super annoying. It's like, why? I don't know about you. Or even just not have it do that would anyway. be fine. Yeah. What was that, Sarge? I said, I don't know about you, but I can title my own shit anyway. It's just, does anybody care that I titled my own shit? Well, I mean... Yes? Yeah? You name your poops. Come on now. Low humor uh, jokes. Oh, God damn it, sorry. I genuinely I don't didn't get it. catch it. I uh, <laughs> no, anyway, so like it's so close to being like functional uh, that I'm probably just going to do that. However, I am still looking at new hosting from Melomancy uh, because SoundCloud, while they've been good to us, uh, they don't really give a shit about podcasters. And there's a lot of features that I can't do, right? I wonder um, if they would be in the market to make a like an indie podcasting hosting thing. Because that's what yeah. they do for musicians, basically. And you'd think they'd be receptive to suggestions and stuff, but I, I did suggest it to them with their little feedback form, but uh, I didn't get a reply. Well, SoundCloud <laughs> is fucking dead and gone. They're like the fucking garage band of, uh, garage of the music band. industry at this point. Oh, my God, yeah. Vic. Well, <laughs> you get what I mean, though. Like Everyone knows SoundCloud exists the same way everyone yeah. knows MySpace exists. Yeah. Nobody fucking uses it anymore. Well, I mean, SoundCloud still gets used. It's still newer than those, obviously. Like, but SoundCloud it's, it's just... is, like, where you go to upload your first EP and you don't know what you're doing. And, and then maybe yeah. someone will sign you. But then, and then you move on. <laughs> yeah. they, they, they don't really give a shit about longevity or people actually using their platform. It, it's, a, it's, a, it's a fucking road stop on your way to wherever you're going. Right. And so uh, that company could go under at any minute now, right? So it's like, I kind of want to get a new host, one that actually has the podcasting 2.0 features because, you know, I, and I keep harping on this fucking podcasting 2.0 shit, but I swear it's like actually cool, right? Like um, basically what they did was they made some new tags for RSS, right? Now iTunes and Spotify will just ignore these tags. They don't know how to read them, right? They don't know what they mean. But they just safely drop them. It doesn't break anything, right? Whereas a modern podcasting app that you would find on newpodcastapps.com uh, can read these tags. So, like, I can have an author tag that, like, maybe links to your social media, my social media. And, like, it, it'll show up an app with, like, little, like, here's the host of the show, right? Here's their guest. 
right? It's all fucking there. And then like we do things like pod ping where uh, when we go live and they're modern podcasting, I'd be like, hey, Melomancy's live. You want to go watch, right? Or listen? Um, and like having the RSS like kind of set up before the episodes recorded, right? Like it's all like seamless and like happening in real time. It, like it's a way better way to do things, but like SoundCloud does not allow me to do it. So I am looking for a new host. Um, we'll see. And I will probably make the purchase soon. Uh, but first I'm going to set up this new show where I'm going to exploit the fact that Odyssey does audio upload uh, and gives me an RSS feed that is mostly correct. And then I'm just going to make my own RSS feed that has like two changes <laughs> and then be like, Blackjack and hookers. here it is. It's just the RSS feed that they generate automatically, but I change the, I remove on Odyssey from the title and then I put my fucking email in the iTunes field instead of yeah. there. Because the default is no reply at odyssey.com, which is not my fucking email. So I can't claim ownership of the show on different websites. Um, that is the big concern. So if I can get that sorted out, good to go. And that show might just end up being the, the dial on an irony show, but that's fine. That sounds like fun. Like I'm looking forward to it. Um, <laughs> <Melamancy> okay. <two> podcast. <laughs> but if you do, if it's just the Dylan and irony show, then it needs to be the Dyrony show. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to try to keep it themed around Fediverse Meta because that's our only, I mean, well, she has a Facebook still, but like, it's mostly our only social TikToks, media. just nothing but TikToks, Dylan. Uh, yeah. <laughs> doesn't count. This is a TikTok podcast? TikTok isn't social media. It's just a video platform. It's like YouTube. I always yeah, hate people yeah, like, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, you're yeah, on sure, that sure. Discord and that YouTube, and I'm like, Discord's a VoIP. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah, there's some social media hosting elements. service. Like you, there are social media elements uh, that everybody's uh, yeah. on a server or two that has you know tens of thousands of people on and it. Community but do you play on YouTube as an example? But yeah. yeah, but do you pay attention to those like discords? Mm. Do you actively like participate in those discords? Oh, How many no. people do? Not really. Yeah, no, there are a handful of people that participate in those big ass discords, and the rest of them are just there for whatever announcements that content creator is going to do. Mm-hmm. Elsewhere, I've left so many discords, like, and I the, the don't folders. Yeah, the folders have really helped me not leave every discord that I'm a part of. I only stay in them to bother dream. I'm gonna take a screenshot and I accidentally catch the BDO alert discord that has 9k plus next to it. God damn it, Vic! <laughs> Your it's alerts only, are like my fucking emails. It's the only reason I'm fucking in it anymore. No, it's fair. You know what, Nick? It's fair. I have almost 20,000 unread emails in my Gmail account. Oh, you don't even want to know how many I've got. I mean, I'm you just don't even stop bothering know. at some point. Yeah, that's that's it. That's that's entirely it. So, in fact, I will I will open it up to let our viewers know how many unread emails Victim has. <laughs> nah, my I'm inbox apparently has a cap. I haven't hit it yet. <laughs> It apparently has a cap. Does that mean they've like almost fifty thousand? Wow. Unreads. Are you ever gonna get to those? No. <laughs> He's gonna reply to each and every one this weekend. Don't worry. Yeah. I alert. mean, I I would delete them all if I wasn't afraid of like accidentally deleting something important. Is it really important if you were never gonna read it? Well, I might search exactly. for it later and find well, it. Well, that's why I don't delete them in case it's something <laughs> yeah. that I need. Fair. Like fair. A, like a password for something or like a. Or like oh, a no, receipt that's what for my something. Key, that's what my key, key logger's for. Mm-hmm. All my passwords. 
no, I, I don't fuck with any of that shit. <laughs> so, well, it, well, I meant more for like an old thing, like something that I didn't have one of those for. I, I have one of those now, obviously. But. So I, I feel like we're winding down a little bit, but I wanted to get through a couple more topics before we actually wrap the show. Um, mostly like Vic, your streaming schedule. What's going on? What's the plan? <laughs> the schedule, and you, if, if by schedule you mean not at all. Um, v Rising happened. Well, I, I, I would love to blame it on V Rising. Um, in that, you know, kind of a you know level of a gaming addiction, but I could have I could have just streamed that game if I wanted to, right? Take like a week off from Cyberpunk and just stream that. But I, I genuinely was having such a hard time sleeping, having a hard time like existing. And even when I did sleep, I'd wake up dead. And I'd be dead for the rest of the day until my energy drink kicked in. Uh-huh. So I was just insomnia. Insomnia kicks in every once in a while. If I had to guess, I've had my window open since about the time spring started. And everyone's starting to mow their lawns now. And, and that happens, my allergies kick in really badly. Um, but instead of getting like congested or having like swollen eyes, I mean, I, my eyes do swell up, but um, I just get really fucked. Like I just get dazed. Feel like I'm high almost. It's really weird. Hmm. Yeah, and so that's that's where I've been. I've been pretty. I mean, I've been playing V Rising that whole time, hmm. but it's just because it's what I wanted to do anyways. So because you're you're at a it. really good part of, of Cyberpunk. So for the listeners that are out of out of touch with his uh, his stream, like we're in Act Two, right? You're about to do the good part of the of the Evelyn arc. Um, where you meet with the, yeah. the Voodoo Boys. You haven't met with them yet. Um, and then you haven't done Judy's Quest yet, but I think it's like about to unlock. Like you've been getting the messages. I just unlocked it. That was the last thing I did. Yeah. And her, her hey, side quest is, is like just as long as Rivers and um, what Pan Am's because she's a love interest, but only for female V. So like you can't actually like go the distance with her, but you can do all of those quests and become a good friend. You can try though. You can try. <laughs> <laughs> Just honestly, like you could with River as well. Like you could try; it won't work. <laughs> honestly, I would have just left them all open if I were, you know, in charge of that. Just be like, yeah, it doesn't matter whether you're man, woman, whatever. They're not real characters. They can have whatever preference you want them to have. I'm surprised there was only four. Like I think there should have been more. I mean, that's how shippers. That's how shippers work. If mm-hmm. you've ever like glanced at the cringe anime fans or video games, I try not to. But um, they, actually, they usually don't give a flying fuck about any of that shit, so I don't know what it does. Do. Speaking of uh, speaking of shippers, how's Genshin Impact doing? I have been very out of the loop, but like I've been seeing like people that I I, I whose opinions I, I relatively trust, like Tectone, kind of like shitting on the yeah. game. Like, what's going on? What happened? So, I mean, it's nothing new. I think part of the issue is there's two sides to Genshin, honestly, and I think this is the same for a lot of games. But you get the people who only want to play it because they like the way it plays, they like the game plan. And then you have the people who play it because they love the, the story and the characters. Mm. And those people can can branch off in other things like in, you know, in a cringe territory where, you know, they only really give a shit about the character designs and they're shelling out money because they need their hot waifu who's totally going to come into the real world and marry them. Um, mm-hmm. 100% serious. Wait, you're telling uh, me no that, sarcasm. You're telling me the Raiden Shogun isn't real? No. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> but anyways, but you know what I mean, right? There's two... two groups of people and i think the people who like gameplay are not being given anything genuinely just not being given like it's the same gameplay loop 
they're they're, they're, they're reusing cutscenes uh, is actually another thing too. But there, there's just a lot going on with the game right now that people are like, why? Why not just give us something at the end game that can just stay, that isn't just the spiral abyss? And I think a lot, a lot of those people are being disillusioned. They, they realize they're logging into the game to do fuck all. And like, I feel like Bungie really like figured that shit out. Like I, I'm not yeah. advocating for people to play Destiny two, but like people still play Destiny two because when they run into a content drought, they just play PvP. Like yeah. And I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm Smart. Against doesn't have PvP because pay-to-win PvP is the worst. Mm. Um, although I was actually thinking about this the other night. Uh, again, uh, I mentioned this before the podcast. I randomly have these fucking mental arguments with myself every once in a while, and I don't know why I do it. But the, one of the ones I had the other night was Genshin having PvP. They, they could literally just have it be that your characters are, normal. I guess, like Warframe PvP. Mm. Everything's normalized. You still have to acquire the shit. So, you know, a bit pay to win in that regard, but everything's normalized. So, you know, your, your stats, your weapons or whatever's don't matter anymore in this mode, so on and so on. I was thinking about that would be kind of cool, but regardless of that, they could do so much to make the game function for players that just want to play the game at, uh, at the end of it. Because the story's still relatively well done. Uh, I mean, there's still some... I feel like the main story has had some issues... Uh, I feel like the whole Inazuma arc, honestly, aside from like some really cool cutscenes, just wasn't that great. There was a couple really good moments, but then there's a lot of not that great moments. Yeah, like the first like two yeah. main quests, which was kind of the whole quest. Um, yeah, like I love that. It kept going. I didn't play it. Oh. Yeah, it, it just there's some really good moments in there, and I would say it's it's still worth getting through because I hear these next two quests are really fucking good. I haven't done them yet. Um, one from previous patch and this patch mm-hmm. apparently they're really good and they are actually bringing some intrigue to the story which has been wholly missing honestly so hmm. hopefully it's getting better but i have no idea i haven't been yet. i might have but to yeah, so, uh tune into your stream because like i'm still waiting for android controller support because i uh i could not get the game running on my computer unfortunately oh man if only you uh didn't evolve into linux superiority Leave it's like all behind yeah it's good for my wallet though <laughs> yeah that's fair i i understand that i other than v rising i haven't bought a game in months probably yeah. also in defense of linux gaming genshin's the only game i have that doesn't work the rest of them do ah. which is a lot more than i was expecting like even old shit like killing floor works pretty good it's like wow i've lost nothing like especially once the steam mm-hmm. deck came out and easy anti cheat opened up all that Linux support because of uh, the Steam Deck. Like I could play Planet Side flawlessly. Like, like I wasn't even on a different system. So yeah, I'm never going back. I am full Linux for the rest of my life. Uh, <laughs> never going back to Windows. And all my shit works except Genshin. Which whatever. I guess it's fine. <laughs> Still. So, I think that's a good place to end the show. So uh, you know, quick. Yeah, outro. my wine's all gone. You're, some asshole drank all your wine. Yeah, no, all of it. The whole bottle, gone, empty. I've had nothing but water and tea this entire episode because my throat is super sore. So, uh, But if you uh, want to hear more of Tipsy Dylon, just listen to the last episode. I got pretty drunk, actually, uh, by the end of it. So <laughs> it was uh, probably more than I should have. Uh, so one more time from the top. Victim, you can be, you can be found at twitch.tv slash a victim of gaming and mm underscore victim at twitter.com you and soon 
<laughs> and soon. Yeah, on Friday we um, we're gonna start streaming uh, a Blades in the Dark campaign, uh, a tabletop role playing game for those who are not familiar. Um, so that, that that should be fun. Oh, I'm interested in this. Why wasn't I invited? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> oh, who's running this one? Uh, Athena. Oh, that's why. Athena doesn't really know me. Yeah, my, uh, yeah that's fair. That's probably why. <laughs> and then, um, you know, you can find me at shitposter.club slash Dylan. I also run the Melomancy brand account on Twitter, but uh, I try and pretend I'm not a real person. Um, Sarge, what are you Beep, up to? Are, are, are you up to anything lately with, with the streaming, or are you just uh, hanging out? Uh, no, I'm kind of just waiting until everything is figured out. But you can follow yeah. me at twitch.tv slash Sarge DeBarge, D-A, um, or on Twitter at, I believe, the mm-hmm. same thing. Yeah, there's, uh, there's you know, big stuff in the works uh, in Sarge's personal life that will uh, determine his availability. But uh, that stuff hasn't resolved yet. So you'll hear it here first, I'm sure. <laughs> and then uh, Rick, he's on our Discord. He's our head mod, um, you know. Just yes. uh, yeah. Just uh, join our Discord and make an ass of yourself, and you know he'll probably strangle you. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> oh yeah, if I don't know you, then it's gonna be easy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you will catch these hands. No, uh, anyway. So you know, catch more of our show, Melmetsy.net. And remember, this is now a value for value production. So if you find value in what we do, uh, send value back. We take satoshis. <laughs> um, and the uh, you can. Use a modern podcasting app like on newpodcastapps.com and review the splits. You can see, you know, uh, actually, Rick, you still need to make a lightning wallet uh, so I can give you a split of the show. Um, um, yeah, lightning wallet. Yeah, I've got a Coinbase thing, but I don't know the lightning wallet. I'll ping you. It's really easy. It's it's pain. It's so easy. Okay, uh, easy. Easy. Then I, too, can be a part of this. Yeah. And then you all can fund my alcohol addiction. Exactly. Well, so It's not much of an addiction. I'm sorry, everyone. <laughs> not yet. Yeah. <laughs> send not send us yet. some satoshis. We'll have our we'll have a, a satoshi wine. Uh, but anyway, um, so whether you want to stream sats listening to us and giving us like 10, 20 sats per minute, or you want to send a boostergram, we'll read whatever the fuck you send to us out on the podcast. I think that's fun. Um, until next time, see you later. <laughs>